are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. Remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com, where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chomp Cast. You can also head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp if you'd like to support us financially. Look for our VIP tier. More on that later. Um, we have returned like a phoenix rising from the ashes of 2018. Um, to, it's been a long time. And we are excited as hell to be back. Uh, and holy shit, do we have a show for our listeners, especially if this is your first time listening to the podcast. You're in for a treat. Um, we pull our listeners and followers from the Sword Chomp Instagram to basically access all the different levels of Kingdom Hearts 3 hype and anticipation. Posted it a couple weeks ago, and we got tons of comments, so we'll pick some of our favorites to read, um, because Kingdom Hearts is one of the games we're going to talk about later. Uh, We have the outbreak of the Resident Evil 2 remake is nearly upon us. Uh, I know me and Shay are excited about that. It's also in our anticipated games we're going to talk about later. We have tons of fun polls to potentially touch on. Uh, things like Methed Out Sonic from the God of War artist. Um, which game are people grabbing on the 25th? If you had to pick one, Resident Evil Remake or Kingdom Hearts? Uh, interactive films like Bandersnatch that everyone's talking about. Uh, Kingdom Hearts music, Skrillex, what is going on? Classic Resident Evil moments and more. But the main reason we gather here today that I alluded to earlier is that this is our annual most anticipated games of the year show. And uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to try and talk about everything we're looking forward to this year within reason. And we'll try to keep it as concise and as interesting as possible, which is tough for us, especially because we haven't talked to each other in many weeks. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be great. We've got a jam-packed show. Uh, let's get to some intros. Normally, I throw it to Fish first. I just want to let our listeners know that he's probably napping or there was a big line at the strip club. So uh, Fish is late. So hopefully he shows up. Um, does strip club have lines? I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Probably not, but he probably didn't even get in. He thinks there's a line. He's got the one vertical one. He's like, God. Right in the middle of the stage. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. Usually it's not He's just waiting on the stage. When's it my turn? They have the vertical lines and then everyone doing lines. That's about it. Um, but, but yeah, so I, come on, I I guess that's sort of a generic thing. That doesn't happen at strip clubs. But so if this shows up, Maybe he's just taking a nap or whatever, you know, and God only knows what Fish is doing half the time. We're going to throw him into the podcast. So uh, for our Fish fanatics out there, have no fear. Um, but I'm going to throw it first to my good friend in Japan, the one and only Professor Layton. Shay Layton is here. He actually messaged us right before the podcast. He said, guys, I went to bed last night. This terrible pain in my trapezius muscle, uh, my back, my shoulder, and my neck were super sore. But I woke up this morning and it doesn't hurt at all. I don't understand. You know what, Shay? I think you're just like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. That, that's what's going on. That's, that's my connection to Glass, which comes up. That's, that's true. You know, actually, funny that you mentioned that. As soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to go watch Split, like, immediately. Because I still haven't seen that movie. Because tonight, I'm actually going to go watch that movie. Uh, the, you're going to go watch uh, Glass? Mr. Glass oh, or whatever no. it's called. Mr. Glass. Well, it's actually that's what it's called over here. It's over here. It's called Mr. Glass. Oh, really? That's cool. Actually, if that's yeah. true. So it's huh. like a little tangential. Last night we're um for my one of my classes last night we were talking about animation, just like a free talk, and they were we were talking about Ghibli films, and they would say you know the name in Japanese, and they'd be like, "What's this movie called in English?" And I would tell them, 
and they all thought it was hilarious because, uh, you know, Castle in the Sky is, I can't remember the name. It's something, something Laputa. Yeah. But then I tell them Castle in the Sky and they're like, what? Or I tell them, you know, it's instead of just Totoro, it's my neighbor Totoro in English. And they thought that shit was hilarious too. So it's just funny to talk with them about the Castle in the Sky is a fun one because that one was actually changed because the title was a rude word in some other languages. So they needed a a foreign Mm. title for it that wouldn't offend people. Mm. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, so just random tangent there. But yeah, I'm going to go see last tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it worked perfectly. Uh, cool. Well, I'm actually going to see it tomorrow with my wife, so we can compare stories after that. I guess uh, that's yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Glad you're here, Shay. Um, should be fun to talk about our most anticipated games of the year. Uh, Joshua Fowler is here. Um, he's the Jimmy Rustler, as we know him, uh, from Michigan. Uh, Josh, I know we were a little bit delayed. You went to Disney World or does the Disneyland? Disneyland, right? Yes. Okay, Disneyland. Uh, my understanding is that, uh, although you were taking your family, having a great time, really it was just Kingdom Hearts 3 research, right? That's, that's really what it was about. I'm sitting here wondering if we were right about the world or land thing now. It's bothering me. <laughs> was it in California? No. Where was it at? Florida. Oh, that's so world. world. I think that's yeah. world. Yeah, 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 that's world. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was world, and then you... Tossed up the other one like that one was right, and I didn't want to disagree. So I'm like, yeah, sure. No, no, it, it was World. Disney World Florida, is where I was. Florida is a lawless swamp. I just imagine people don't go there. So mm. that's, part, that's my rationale. Uh, that was the one I went to as a kid a lot, too, because mm-hmm. I lived in Florida. So, uh, How was that? Was that a good time as an adult? It was. I enjoyed it mostly just to kind of see how the kids enjoyed it. Um, at this point, which was lots of fun, the uh, our our three year old loved it. Um, yeah, because he, uh, you know, he's tiny, loves Mickey Mouse. Um, enjoyed all the rides there, which was surprising because he's he really doesn't like heights. Like he doesn't like going into play places because you get up like you know a story and a half, and it's mm-hmm. too high for him. But he yeah. was enjoying the rides, like the uh Dumbo ride where you go way up high and then a couple mm-hmm. of the smaller roller coasters, which surprised me. Um Yeah. So yeah, yeah he, was, he was into it. Into it, into it. And let me guess, your older kid uh was old enough to hate the lines. So <laughs> why is this line fifty minutes long? Uh she was fine with most of it because we had the fast pass, so we only waited in a oh, couple lines. Fast pass. Mm. But uh yeah her big thing was She's a teenager now, so doesn't want to be in all the pictures with the characters and stuff because she's oh, she's yeah. starting to think she's too cool for that already, which is ridiculous. That anyway, yeah, yeah. And so, so she transitions to the teenager phase where you like Kingdom Hearts because then it's acceptable to like emo Final Fantasy games and Disney characters. It's mm-hmm. it's the perfect blend. Exactly. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I don't really like the fair, but I enjoy going to the fair just because my kids enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Cares. But Disneyland or Disney World, whatever, that would be the exception. I think those places are just fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's cool from a an infrastructure standpoint because it is fascinating the way they've 
just perfected those rides to get as many people through as possible. Like so many of them don't even stop to load. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Like they're able to really, really get people moving through there. It's, it's, it's really impressive. Um, yeah. What's just, uh, real yeah. quick before we move on, what's your go to, what's your favorite ride of all of them? Did mm. they have space mountain there? Indiana Jones? It's, what do they got? it's probably, probably space mountain. Just because it's completely in the dark, and that's such a unique thing, still. Like, there's just, that's just not a thing that most roller coasters really even do. Like, just, you know. Yeah, you don't want to see in there. I remember one time we were going through there, and I, when I was older, and I was looking over the edge, and, like, I could kind of see the structure of the thing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I liked not knowing what this thing looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't mm-hmm. want to see what's... Because that thing is just weird looking. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh but was that the is it is universal studios near that one is that the one next to universal studios or no uh it's near there we didn't go to universal just because we didn't have a lot of time we made it to disney world and epcot but uh okay yeah i didn't have that, time to hit anything else i don't remember which one it is but when i was a kid all i wanted to do was ride the jaws ride and when i went i don't know if it was um, universal studios or epcot one of them has the, uh, the jaws right i think it's universal that has I that. think so too. Yeah, and it was down. The shark was down, ah. and I was like, "God damn it!" Just well, like I mean, in the movie. It makes movie. sense. The thing was broken down for most of the filming. I don't know why the ride would ever be open. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just could see the broken shark in the water, mm-hmm. and I was so sad. Um, <laughs> anyways, that sounds good. Well, glad to have your back. Uh, your back. Glad to have your back, Josh. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it's good to know no, someone does. It's a new year, Josh. I'm going to have your back this year. Not like last year. And I have your front. <laughs> oh, well, my front is this, my most This version side. of the Fellowship of the Ring is not, <laughs> not canon. Just, just so you don't have to worry. Yeah, don't, it's all filler. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to be doing to you later. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, I, of course, am General Mountain Time, um, Morgan here from the Big Sky, Montana. Yeah, my vacation was pretty boring, I'm going to be honest with you, but I did play a lot of Into the Breach, which is our game of the year, and, uh, I didn't consciously do it, like, oh, this one our game of the year, I'm going to play it, I just was kind of relaxing more. Mm-hmm. I tried to stay out of my, my little study room where I do a lot of stuff for the podcast for a couple of weeks. Uh, like watch, you know, a lot of parks and rec with the wife or hang out with the kids or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of, and, and the switch is great for just like sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of nothing. And, uh, I just told myself, I was like, I want to beat this game on hard with a custom squad. And it proved to be more difficult for me than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a, I had a great time for it. Fish was like, "Why do you want to do it with a custom squad, man? You're making it harder for yourself. These squads are designed to work in tandem." I was like, "I just I want to do it with like my own people, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. I finally beat it on hard, and it felt fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can always talk to you. I have some things I want to talk to you guys about a little bit later with that. But I know that we try to move our exciting stuff to the front of the show because. Uh, you know, I, I think people are probably more excited about Kingdom Hearts and anticipated game talk than Into the Breach stuff. Um, but we got a lot of other stuff to round up later. Shay's been playing some other stuff, like Hello Neighbor, among other things. I know you've been playing stuff, Josh, as well. So we can uh, fill up maybe the back end of the show with some of that stuff. If you hang in there long enough t- to listen. I know a podcast work. People listen to like an hour and a half of it, and they just never listen to the end of it. Mm. But if you do, there'll be some good stuff. Um... 
so yeah, and again, I want to give a shout out again to our VIPs who stuck with us uh, last year and helped us grow our at our again our Patreon page, Patreon.com/swordchomp. We have a, a top secret VIP page you can be a part of with a bunch of incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, this this week alone, I had special awards um, that went up. <laughs> For example, you can find out which podcast host you'd be more most likely to wake up to next in the morning. Um, mm. Stuff like that, but just. <laughs> interesting just, just you know if that were to happen uh rare there's a really rare photo of fish that no one has ever seen and that will not see the light of the day unless you're a vip member so you should check that out um it's eternal <laughs> uh, among a lot of other cool hidden stuff if you're a fan of the show so patreon.com slash but yeah let's get right into it our most anticipated games of the year and hopefully Fish shows up at some point. Um, if not, he's never going to hear the end of it. I mean, Fish is not in a place where he can do this kind of stuff. Because Ha. I was going to follow that up, but I decided I'm going to be nice to Fish this year. Um, <laughs> so Kingdom Hearts 3, I think, is a good one to launch into because we have a lot of listener feedback on that as well. Let's get the first two out of the way, the ones that are going to come up recently, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2. Um, obviously these are games that are going to be out in like a week or two, so we'll be able to have real thoughts on those, but thought we could condense down maybe a brief version of our anticipation or lack thereof. Um, so Josh, I know you were saying with Kingdom Hearts 3, as I pull up some of these comments that you have, we're trying to grind some of those weird, like offshoots, but just don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm running out of time. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it is upon us. Um, and I've. I've had the opportunity to do it, but I bought the games last year, right around the time everything released, just all of it. And so as soon as I bought them, I didn't have time. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to find the time to finally get around to them all has been rough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's that's it's one of the weirdest series ever because there's all these weird offshoot games. Yeah. They stopped for like 10 years without making the third one. And they made all these weird versions of they, like strange like a card game. And they gave them strange titles and they put them on like the Game Boy Advance. And just, they just did a bunch of weird shit. That series. Yeah, well, the weird thing about it is that none of them are side games. Every single one of them is the next in the series. Technically, yes. That's and true. Yeah. Like there's like there's required lore in every single one of them like they're continuing the story and it's just it's bizarre because it's a series that has managed to be on basically every platform and like it's 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 weird it's just weird like no one else is going to try to require you to play a game boy advance game and a phone game and you know, some weird PS Vita game. It's like, it's all over the place. It's just, yeah. it's everywhere. Like, they think you're just gonna be digging for all this, like, hidden Kingdom Hearts lore, and it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, the story's fine, but it's like, I don't need it that bad. Um, It's just weird, yeah, it kind of left the series in a strange spot. I'm curious, though, Shay, how you, because, like, I know you never played the first two Kingdom Hearts games, so when you look at this game, is is your interest kind of, you know, neutral? I like it's always piqued my curiosity. I just have never gotten around to it. I've never really prioritized it. 
it's interesting in the fact that it's made from Square, so it has some Final Fantasy-like elements to it. And I know it has had some Final Fantasy characters in it. I do know that. Um, Disney is also cool. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters in there are also cool. But it just, for me, I don't know why, it just never grabbed my attention enough to make me want to play it. Not that it's a bad thing. Not that it's uninteresting. Just for some reason, there's always been... Um, a time when other games have grabbed me and it's always been a game where I'm like someday I'll get around to it and then I just never do so I think it's like one of those series like I'm sure all of us and this is something we could probably do as a topic if we haven't already I can't remember but like a series that we've always wanted to get into I'm pretty sure we've done this a series we've wanted to get into but we've just never ever made it around to it Um, for me it's this is this is the one this is the one I've always wanted to get into but just have never had time or made time for it. So that that being said, I I do want to play this one, even though I haven't played any of the other ones. Um, I I, I want to know what the hype is about. Uh, j- just to put it plainly, and yeah, um, mm-hmm. I want to. S- I want to see. Sorry, I I lost connection for a second. Oh. Um, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see essentially why so many people love this series yeah and you love disney you love uh, final fantasy so mm-hmm. yeah i can't remember if i mentioned this or not but the collection the 1.5 and 2.5 collection on ps4 is like really cheap and it has basically all the games on there um it's got one remade it's got uh, Chain of Memories remade, but like in a in you know, an actual 3D style instead of the pixel art. Yeah. Um. Huh. It, it, yeah, That's it's a cool. ton that of games on there. Um, two is probably the best one because two took basically all the feedback they got from one and made combat a huge focus for that game, and the combat is great, great, great in two. Um. And it has a Seifer, probably a C8 mm-hmm. in it. So it's yeah. A yeah. kid Seifer with yeah. a Yeah, Chain of Memories <laughs> always gets a lot of shit for its combat because that was the card game one. Yeah. Um, And the combat is more straightforward because it's card-based, but the difficulty is it's offloaded. It's it's The game is actually a deck-building game is what it is because you have to pick what cards you go into a fight with and that's where most of the difficulty is, is figuring out how you want to build the deck. Um, and that just was not a thing most people enjoyed who were, you know, coming into it from the other parts of the series. But Chain of Memories is one that I think gets a lot more crap than it deserves just because it's so different from everything else. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing when I was looking up this game and for things to talk about, because I think generally speaking, because it's about to come out, we know a mm-hmm. lot about it. I think the most interesting thing for me, because I'm going to be honest with you guys, unpopular opinion here. I love Disney. I grew up with Disney. I show my kid Disney movies. But the real reason I play Kingdom Hearts is for the Final Fantasy characters. I mean, that's, that's the truth. I was a, there was a Final Fantasy lull there after 10 mm. uh, and between 13 where they were like making the MMO. It was and the only they, way to get Final uh, Fantasy was... Yeah, I was like yeah. hungry for it. And then they were like, oh, Seifer and Squall and all these people you loved. And 
I was like, I will deal with Donald Duck if that's what it takes to see Skull. <laughs> Beautiful face. Um, but I, there are some things that I think are really cool about this one, like the Disney worlds and this one that I've seen in the previews look really cool. Like uh, we talked about this earlier this week. We were talking about Monsters, Inc. They got a Monsters, Inc. world, which uh, looks really cool, potentially. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean they're finally doing, and they're doing like a really hard, realistic style with that, which is, mm-hmm. is kind of wild. Uh, there's a Toy Story world, which has to be the highlight of the preview. Uh, who fucking doesn't love Toy Story? So it seems like the the worlds in this one, like this game, might just be like fun, aesthetical nonsense. If if you're not into the story, and that could be fine. Like it might just end up being like a very light, sort of enjoyable romp. Um, I just don't know, man. I have it was sixteen or mm-hmm. oh, no, I was like eighteen when I played Kingdom Hearts or whatever. I don't even know what to think anymore. You know, I don't know yeah. what to think. Yeah, it so. has been a while. If you've not been keeping up with all the offshoots, like. I have not. I've, that's why I was attempting to catch up this last year, but uh, yeah, didn't work out. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just ran yeah, out of time. Like I've yeah. the ones I've been playing. Like I'm in the middle of Birth by Sleep, and it's good. Like the story's interesting. That one's that one's weird because that one was like a that was the the Vita one or was it PSP? I yeah. think it was Vita, but um. It's weird, like all the all the levels are more bite size. Like you're just you're in there for a little bit, you kinda do a short section, do a boss fight, and you're done with the world. So it's yeah. like it's it's been much more manageable chunks, which has been nice for me getting around to it. You know, just whenever I have time between taking care of the kids and stuff. So even though it's not I'm not playing it on mobile, I'm kinda playing it like it's mobile. Which is has been nice for me, but it also is kind of a weird pacing thing if I just want to sit down and knock some of it out. Um, yeah, yeah. So well, and it's it's weird though. I would say this to anyone, including Shay, if you enjoy Kingdom Hearts three, I think then going back and playing those games would maybe be more interesting because I don't know how well they would hold up over uh, time. I think two, two right. is still like, like I would get that collection because it's like twenty bucks, fifteen twenty bucks, and two is still so solid like because i was like I was saying they they put so much more effort into the combat in that one um yeah but there's that, just something about uh, yeah. yeah you're right two is the better game but i just feel like one in the first kingdom hearts like that first island like kind of seeing mm-hmm. the setup like why yeah. it all started what yeah um, yeah the story in one is really kind of the reason you're there because it's, it's more straightforward it's, yeah, yeah it's straightforward it's it's really good like the story in one is strong but one is kind of like you're saying, it's kind of hard to go back to because it was their first time in there and they were so focused on the characters and everything that you're playing an action RPG with cameras zoomed way the fuck in, like right over the main yeah. character's shoulders. So you just get hit by stuff off screen all the time and it was it, just it awkward. Took getting, yeah. Yeah. It took a little getting used to. Mm-hmm. They didn't um, really know how to make an action RPG at that time, but they've, you know, they've had enough practice at this point. So. I will say my favorite, my favorite comment of the week that someone left that I wasn't able that fish were supposed to fucking be here for. Um, Gilbizi skit. One of our VIPs said, "I was finally driven to buy the collection by all this hype. I got maybe four hours in, and that idiotic gummy shit made me want to put my controller through the screen." So fuck, man! I wanted to rub that in Fish's mm-hmm. face, and I think the gummy ship in the first one was particularly bad compared to the other one. The UI for it was way too hard to actually build them. Like, because one of the best things about the gummy ships was being able to customize them and build them yourself. 
because you could like make really cool things that would you know customize it to how you wanted to play the levels. But yeah. it was a huge, huge pain in the ass to actually customize them in one. And it was ugly too. Like compared to the mm-hmm. rest of the game, like the ship was just like a block. It just looked like um, like an everlasting gobstopper from Willy mm-hmm. Wonka. It was just like a block, like a weird random blash of colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was odd. It was an odd choice they made. I'm man. Do you think the third one's gonna have the gummy ship again? I haven't seen anything on. Yeah, that. I'm. Yes, I'm pretty sure that they said it's supposed to. Make make the gummy shit shit. Make the gummy shit great. Um anyways, sorry fish. Uh yeah. I think I, ta- I tagged him in the comment, but I wanted to rub him in his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um some of the best comments we've seen. I try to grab if you know, try to grab some new names if I haven't seen you comment before. Mr. Underscore Erock said from some of the previous stuff I've seen, it plays like the prettiest PS2 game ever made. I'm excited to play it and see how it all ends up, but still I hope its gameplay isn't a mess. I wonder about that. The concern that maybe it's just been in development so long that it's just a really pretty Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, which might be fine for a lot of people, yeah. I guess. You know? I mean, if it was Kingdom Hearts 2, that'd be great. They've made a bunch of games since then, though. So who knows if the people who made yeah, you know, Final really Fantasy still 15, around to make it have that feel. FF15 was, FF15 was a lot more Kingdom Hearts than people think it is. I mean, you could run around. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's sort of like that style of a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Knows? In a way. I was asking people if they thought it could live up to the hype. Headquarters said, there's just no way it'll be really good, but there's no way it's amazing. It'll be more the same, just with different newly added properties since it's been 14 years. But it makes me wonder how can this, how can a game like this actually be amazing? Like, it seems like sort of a known quantity, right? Like maybe it doesn't have to be amazing. Maybe people just are excited because they want more of that, and uh, it can just be a really high-quality version of that. I, I don't really know, you know? Yeah. I mean, possibly. I, I think mean, it'd be... Kind of its first first. I think outing. it could be more of the same. Yeah. And, be, and people would still like it at the end of the day. Yeah. I think people are expecting a lot because it's the first one back on console in forever. Um. Because they've had so many other, yeah, portable titles since then, um, that it kind of it has some, it has some uh, you know big expectations just because it's finally the console version again, and that you know kind of brings a lot of extra expectations. To Production it. values, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all we wanted, you know. We didn't. Nothing can really live up to 10 years of hype. I mean, that's impossible. Um, If you actually are that hyped for the game after 10 years. Um, But a lot of times we're just very different people in our lives and stuff. So it's fascinating to see how the... I'm curious to see what the critical reception is. Uh, Eric.O said five years ago, the hype level is through the roof. At this point, I couldn't care less. And you know what? I wouldn't say that I couldn't care less. But I would say that there was a time when I was watching the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 over and over with Josh mm-hmm. on the computer, and that time was 10 years ago. So I would say that I'm more curious than I am excited, yeah. for me personally. Yeah, and I think that's big. That, that, again, is just their whole messaging issue, because this is really, that whole system is kind of... <sighs> Something Nintendo should have learned from with the whole Wii U fiasco as far as 
what you name a follow-up has to fucking make sense. Because really, basically everything that was in that secret ending for Kingdom Hearts 2, all those threads have already kind of been wound up at this point with all the other side games and stuff like that. They're not wrapping up 2 at this point. I mean, like, story-wise, it's after 2, obviously, but it's like... I thought he'd be older, too. I thought Sora would be a lot older, but he looks the same, right? Yeah. I thought we were going to get, like... like the squall version of Sora. I was kind of hoping mm-hmm. we were gonna get like adult Sora dealing with sort of being in these weird childlike worlds, like what that would look like if like time had passed. Because all this time has passed for us, yeah. but it doesn't seem like that much time has passed. Or maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Do they well, age but, in yeah. that game? Do well, between age? one and two, like a year, like a little over a year had passed between the first yeah. two, and so they had him, you know, go from being like a kid, kid, like little kid. To being a teenager, um, but yeah, they're not the same sort of thing here. They're not gonna all of a sudden age him ten years forward, and um, I would like that. Though. Yeah, that it'd be, be interesting. Cool. I think it definitely mm-hmm. would, but I don't think that was what they were going the for at all. I wonder if so. Haley Joel Osment is still the voice. I'm gonna look that up. Um, he is. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I looked it up yesterday randomly. I was, um, <laughs> my dad was telling me about this, this new TV show on, on Hulu. It's mm-hmm. directed by Seth Rogen. I can't remember. It's like this janitor who, uh, spends his time trying to beat this video game and the video game characters come back into the past to enlist him to fight the, the enemies. I, fuck, I can't remember, but anyway. It's called Future Man. It's called Future Man. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's called Future Man. Has Josh Hutchinson, uh, directed by Seth Rogen, and Haley Joel Osment is actually in that show. And so I went down a rabbit hole. I was like, I wonder what he's been up to. <laughs> and then, funny enough, I saw I, that he's yeah. voicing for Kingdom Hearts three. So I I did that too. He actually is in Silicon Valley. He plays one of the VR pioneers with like a huge beard. It's just fucking wild to see him now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like just you know, yeah. That's that's a st- that's a whole other <laughs> conversation for another day, child stars. <laughs> That's for the uh, gas station philosophy. That's, that'll be the first episode of 2019 yeah. for gas station philosophy. Child stars, then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool to, cool to see he's still around, though. Um, La Dee Dottie said, I spent five hours yesterday watching all the cutscenes from Dream, Do- Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. I think this will one will definitely be dope as fuck. That's devotion right there. That is devotion. Five hours watching all this stuff. Um, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out this comment. Idga Frack said, if any of the mains die, I'm going to lose my ish. <laughs> um, uh, Got to have your ishes. Hmm. You know, I think it'd be kind of hard for them to die off because they've almost died so many times. Like they've <laughs> technically died and then somehow got revived a couple times so far. So like, what it would take to actually kill them? Yeah, I I, I don't see how that would even happen at this point. Yeah, the world is so yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems strange. So you're probably safe. Yeah, Edgar frock. I like saying that. It got frock. Uh, let's do two more. Troy Togo said, in my opinion, having to wait that long for anything will build the hype to an unmatchable level. I think it will be good. Kingdom Hearts fans will love it, but the masses, it will fall short of the hype. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think for the masses there might not be any hype. It's just kind of a curiosity. Yeah, so. I kind of that's where I am. I don't I don't think. Well, I mean, other than kids like people who weren't who literally yeah. weren't around yeah. for the original games, I can see them coming into it just because it's it's a really cool premise. Just seeing all these Disney characters and stuff, like especially for kids, something like that shows up, they'll probably be interested. But other than that, like anyone who was around for the original games. And who is new? Somehow, still at this point, I I don't mm. think there's any hype. Like I really don't think this is the one that's going to turn people around if so, they yeah. have, you know, if they survive a, a the original question. ones. It's a true question. There is no hype. Yeah. Ha! Got you all. I'm just mm. kidding. Uh, last one. Uh, Biggie eighteen, Biggie eight fifteen said, "I've been a fan of Kingdom Hearts since 1892. I've been anxiously <laughs> 1892. I hmm. get what you're doing there." Uh, I've been anxiously awaiting this game for 13 years now. I don't know if it can re- that it can recapture my anticipation that I had at its peak, but I do believe it will deliver a solid game with a story no one completely understands. Uh, love Kingdom Hearts there, said it. You know what? And that's fine. Sometimes you can enjoy stories that don't make any sense. It's sort of like an aesthetical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you can get the morals. Speaking and sort of, of glass. Like, uh, hey, hey now. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen, but yeah. I hope so. Uh, don't fuck it up. Um, so everyone else who commented, I'm trying to, we're, you know, we'll read less comments this year just because we want to make them feel more special. But um, I want to say that I read everyone's comment. I like, I try to like them all. And I've, so if you take time to comment, I have acknowledged your contribution and I appreciate it. So that should be fun to see. Uh, Shay, <laughs> what? What? I have acknowledged your contribution. Uh, I do. That sounds like the shittiest, like, lawyer oh. forced you to say it type <laughs> acknowledgement like there are you happy <laughs> how many times i've left a comment on something that it's well thought out and they don't even like it i'm like fuck you you're not too big to like my comment motherfucker uh uh you think you're too good to click like on my goddamn comment <laughs> uh, and they probably are Okay, so yeah, so me and Shay are pretty jazzed about Resident Evil Two. It's a remake. I think this is both of this is your favorite Resident Evil, right, Shay? Yes. Okay, me too. Um, so yeah, I think the general understanding. I got a couple notes here, but the general understanding of this game that I think is interesting is that they're basically melding the uh, quality of Resident Evil Four, where they you know changed the gameplay, evolved it to the over-the-shoulder action-style gameplay, but with the pace and sort of style of the early Resident Evil games for that perfect marriage because hmm. 4, as incredible as it was, was more of an action game. Uh, and then it really went off the rails with 5 and 6. Uh, we don't talk about those games. Um, yeah. Uh, so it sounds to me like that's the goal, is to marriage the vibe and sort of uh, story and the original feel of those first games with the gameplay evolution of 4. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's... You know, I'm not really too worried about that marriage or anything like that or the combination of past and present i'm just i'm i'm interested to see you know a from a graphical standpoint and b if it captures the feel of horror that the series used to have and kind of brought back with resident evil well actually it really did bring it back with resident evil 7 for me i'm hoping that this kind of starts a little bit of a resurgence in horror games and suspense games and takes it a little bit more seriously. You know, 
we saw kind of the death of that genre in the past 10 years. Um, it's almost yeah. been completely, I th- uh, from a triple A standpoint, has yeah. almost completely gone away. We look at something like the Dead Space series, which the third game was an action game, and then that series died. We look at uh, the Silent Hill game that you know initially was labeled PT as the demo, which was one of the best suspense things that anyone had ever seen, uh, best suspense demos, and then it turned into nothing. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was kind of, I wouldn't say an homage, it was a step above that, really. It was a return to form in a lot of ways, and I think that's what made Resident Evil 7 so popular, is it shows that a lot of fans do want those type of games, and I'm hoping that with Capcom bringing back Resident Evil 2, it will be a good blend of both action and suspense slash horror. And it kind of revives that that whole genre um, in AAA titles, at least. I, I just want to see more of that in the medium going forward in 2019 and beyond. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, I think it's way too hard of a balancing act for most people to pull off has always been the issue. Like, 4 was really good because they finally made... It was essentially the same formula as the earlier games. Just, you could control the thing. And being able to control it made it so much more of an action game that they completely lost their way after that. They're like, oh, oh, this is an action series now. Um, and trying to find that balance again has been ridiculously tough. Um, I kind of I feel like that's why there's been a lot more success with games that have sidestepped the issue and made you basically entirely defenseless. Like, there have been a whole lot more games, like the Amnesia games, uh, like Alien Isolation. Um, like, it's, I think it's a whole lot easier to get that horror vibe if, if you're actually powerless and not, you know, a walking platoon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah. I would say my quick hot, my, I won't say I'm hot takes. I hate the term hot takes. My quick takes on this are, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be really great. From what I've heard, the buzz from the, the demo, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's going to be really great. My thing is Resident Evil 7 was like an evolution for me. So this kind of feels like a step back. But if you're going to remake the original games, this seems like a really smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, and maybe the success of seven has allowed them to do this because they're still working on eight and it's a first person series. So they can't really go back to this, but people love the feel of the over the shoulder combat too. Yeah. And, and look, as much as I love seven, the end of that game still became an action game. Uh, and it was only tolerable for me because I was in VR. Like they, I, they always fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Um, but if like 70% of the game or like 60, if they can get like most of it, right. Then I think it'll be. A success and those older Resident Evil games were a lot more about like making sure you have enough bullets to get down the hallway and all yeah. that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see how they do it. Um, because it it does it has a lot to live up to. Um, at least in everybody's nostalgia, like really, they could not remake it exactly how it was. So I kind of feel like merging it with four is a really Really good idea as far as the way to take it. Um, I just I'm super curious to see how they manage to pull it off. I think it could be really good. It could. It has yeah. the potential to be. 
I agree. I one of the big things for me, and I'm gonna go a, a, on a very quick and short tangent to bring it and related to this. When they when Square first announced Square Enix first announced the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I was super hyped. I was like, "Fuck yeah, we're gonna get updated graphics. This is gonna be awesome." And then they announced that it was gonna be episodic, and I was a little bit confused and perplexed. And honestly, I was kind of doubting that. I was like, why would they do that? You know, like, people want the original, but I mean, the studio has come so far, made so many different choices. Why would you just rehash 100% something with just updated graphics? We look at something like uh, Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, which have been those things, and they've been great. They've been great for what they are, um, but you know, it's largely the same thing. It as as Morgan talked about, and I I talked about a little bit, um, not as much as Morgan. It feels like something's missing when you do that. Like it just it feels somewhat hollow for some reason. I don't, I couldn't, you know, definitively yeah. point that out. I don't know if it's a psychological thing or what what it is, but it feels a little hollow if yeah. you just remake something with just updated graphics. So you take something like Resident Evil Two, which is a game that obviously was very uh loved during its time if you remake it exactly what it was it's gonna feel hollow and it's gonna feel like a cash grab but if you take it and you kind of reimagine it while keeping all the best parts of what made the game so popular in the first place it feels like there's a reason why it's being remade it's almost mm-hmm. being reimagined in some regards and to me that warrants a remake you know, you want to explore a different aspect about that brilliant game that maybe you couldn't do because of technological um, problems or um, impairment. Impairment. Yeah, uh, technological technological yeah. restraints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is is exactly. Or you know, you just you didn't think of it during the time frame, but now yeah. you have the available resources, you have the knowledge that you do. Why not reimagine it? and just have a different take on it and i i really like that you know it's something i didn't like when i was younger for me i was one of those people who was like i want the same thing i want the same thing but as i've gotten older i've realized i really don't want the same thing you know even if it's a reimagining and it's not exactly like the first one was if yeah. i really really mm-hmm. want to go back and play the first one i can you just go and yeah. I'm, yeah i'm gonna have fun with yeah, it regardless was... you know nostalgia is gonna carry mm-hmm. me a long way through that and then you know, I'll go from there. I I want something new, and I like that they're reimagining this. So for me, that's why I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would much rather see that approach taken. I mean, that's one of the it's one of the reasons why I was really not on board with the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Like it, it is basically completely unnecessary. It's still easy enough to go find a PS2 and a working copy of that game. And it still looks and plays really well, um, minus a couple minor slowdown issues with some of those bosses. Like it just—it wasn't necessary. Like you're playing essentially the exact same game that they've just made shinier. Right, right. And for for me, someone who had never played it, weirdly enough, I know this is kind of funny. I bought the like the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. On the PS3, that mm-hmm. du- dual bundle, and I just never made it around to it. I just never prioritized it. 
for me, someone who had never played it, it was great. But, you know, for all the other fans who had played it, it's like, okay, cool. It has updated graphics. Yeah. It would have been cool, I think, for people who had already played it to somehow, and it doesn't have to be perfect, just add an extra Colossus or two. Like, you know, just throw a few in there, somehow make it like, oh, um, he missed these two somehow, and just give it a little extra content, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, like... Yeah, I agree, because, like, it didn't stick with me as much as I would have wanted it to. I Me and Josh disagreed on that, because I, I, we don't have time to go into it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I think you're, uh, I, let's put it this way. Resident Evil, the, as much as I love the Resident Evil games, they don't feel good to play. And this will, be, this will make yeah. it feel good to play. If it, was, so, if it was a PS4 game with tank controls. Oh, yeah, man. Just hey, and I love tank controls. I love the booba <laughs> tanks, you know, my Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Resident Evil is even in a worse spot. Those original games were like challenging because they were so awful. Like you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. The, just controlling the game was at least half the difficulty in basically was. every encounter. And at the time, it was kind of cool, kind mm-hmm. of mysterious to me as a kid. But shit, yeah. I'm gonna fly now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my the only other thing I really wanted to say was that this is this is I, I say this in all seriousness if you're out there. I did a lot of research today about the soundtrack. One of our listeners, Mozbomb, I want to give him a shout out. I'll tag him in this. He messaged me that he was, um, that they were giving away the original sound. Okay, so you can play with the original music from the original game if you get the special edition of the game. And it kind of just frustrates me because I was listening to a lot of the music today, comparing them back and forth, and the new score was like boring me to tears. I'm sure the sound design is excellent. But I went back and I was listening to, I was like, I don't even remember Resident Evil 2 music. It's been like a thousand years, but I wonder what it was like. And it was actually beautiful. I was Uh finding all these like piano medleys for like the NYPD station stuff. And that wasn't in the new version of the music I heard at all. And that really scares me. So Mm. I have to now buy the special edition version because the music (laughs) is the one thing I don't want them to change. Like music to me is like, you can update the quality of it, but I don't want you to fucking change the melodies and shit, you know? Yeah. That's one thing that I really have enjoyed with the LucasArts remasters that have come out recently because they've had different toggles. Like you can switch between, you know, the old pixel art and the new graphics and the old music and the new music, like all independently of each other. Like if you want to, uh, you know, depending on how you want to play the game. Um, so you can play it entirely in the original format or entirely in the new one or kind of mix and match as you want to go. And that's something that I really think a lot of other games kind of have needed to take some lessons from. And, I mean, it seems like they did enough to allow you to play with that old soundtrack, but it seems odd that that would be something that they'd put behind a paywall. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, that seems really like, a weird. A lot of games that... give you that in the fucking package, Yeah, exactly. Man. That seems like it should be uh... just standard. Goddamn Capcom. Mm. Sneaky bastards. Because they got me. They fucking got me. And now I'm going to spend <laughs> extra money. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. It's like the music is the one thing you can't fuck with with me. And I, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the music sets the tone so much for, for a lot of those games for me too that it would, uh, I just don't get it. Like I get having your own. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I just like let's put it this way i think you should have the ability to maybe do your own thing with the music now but you sh- if you're going to have the option you should have the option for the music you shouldn't have to pay more for it bottom line mm-hmm. i mean that's probably like a 15 hour game come on um 
this is frustrating. Anyways, uh, I will end it on this note, and I want to cram some polls that actually talk about these games so that when we get to the end of the show, it's basically just going to be the end of the show. Um, I pose this question to you, Josh, and Shay as well, and everyone listening. My question is simply this. In 2019, are zombies still scary? Are they still scary? I don't know if they're really scary, but I think I think we've moved past the point where they're you know they're we're afraid of them, and it's more like a plot point. You look at yeah. um, how vampires used to be; they were like yeah. extremely feared creatures, you know, in in lore and in stories for years, and then they became more of a plot point. And I'm yeah. not I'm not dogging on any story, but you look at. Um, in the past, you know, 15 years, you look at Twilight, you look at the Vampire Diaries, all that stuff. It kind of made vampires not scary at all. And you kind of yeah. look at the same thing with zombies. You know, when when zombies first became an idea or a concept, they were scary. The the Living Dead, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you looked at recent years. They were years, a selling like, point to begin with. Like They, they were. were absolutely the main feature. And well, and think about it. Resident Evil 4 moved on to those weird, like, possessed people where you'd shoot their yeah, head Yeah, like the parasite-looking things. Yeah, which, and yeah. then 7 didn't have zombies. There was no zombies in 7, mm-hmm. and I like that. It was like these, it was these horrible, like, there was a lore behind it, too. So, like, I'm not saying it's not going to still be great. I'm just saying hey, that that's one interesting thing. It's a hard sell about. now. Like, they're, they're such, like, they've just, they've been used so much now that it's not like, Oh god, it's a zombie. It's like you've seen them so much now and seen them yeah. get blown away by every single moron in, you know, The Walking Dead at this point. Like none of those people yeah. should have survived more than 30 days. And somehow the <laughs> series is still going. Um it so it just it kind of makes Josh. zombies a lot less scary in that you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think with just yeah, Walking Dead is one of those things, but I think there have been just a lot of games and movies and TV shows and recently that have kind of more toyed around with that what zombies bring to the table than the zombies themselves being a fearful creature. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's with the amount of media that has had zombies too, it's kind of had us be desensitized to them. I remember, you know, like Back when we were doing SPT eight, nine years ago, you guys were saying the zombie fatigue had set in. And it's been nine years, and they're still doing zombie things. Yeah. And I think the, I think it's indicative that there really is a zombie fatigue. As much as I love zombies, I think there is a fatigue there. If I am being objective, you look at, like we said, yeah. Dead Space, it wasn't really technically zombies, but that went under. Dead Rising went mm-hmm. under. Uh, Telltale went under, and its flagship title was The Walking Dead. It's um, you know, and it's... Th- those are all, you know, that isn't indicative that it was because of the zombie's fault, you know, um, as I'm sitting here d- defending a fi- fictitious creature. <laughs> um, you know, like, all those studios had issues outside of that, but maybe, you know, there is a fatigue, fatigue there with zombies, yeah. and it's not as great of a seller as it used to be. You even look at Walking Dead That's... ratings, and they're the lowest they've ever been. So uh-huh. 
I think there is a fatigue there with zombies, unfortunately for me and other people who love zombies. But, um, you know, maybe, I think maybe Resident Evil saw the writing on the wall, or Capcom, I would say, um, early on and decided to move away from that. And maybe it's been to their benefit. Who knows? Writing on the wall or maybe the splattered zombie brains on the wall. The blood on right? the wall. But uh, that's a good segue, though, because one of our polls had to do with one of the cool things about Resident Evil, which is it's not all zombies. There's all sorts of weird animals oh, and creatures. There are. There are. There's other not stuff. all zombies. Yeah, it's not. Thank God. Uh, one of my favorite moments. I put these two moments up against each other for our it's listeners. Just those problematic was... zombies. It's not all of them. <laughs> what, the, the two moments that I remember most of my childhood was the big alligator in Resident Evil 2 and the sharks from Resident Evil 1. Um, and I'm not even kidding you. It came back 50-50. It came back exactly time. That almost <laughs> never happens. So I guess people like those moments equally, which is fair. They're both really... Yeah. I'm really curious to see the big alligator in, uh, in this one. I think Resident Evil 2 had spiders and shit, too, if I remember right. Because that virus gets into animals and it makes them all Yeah, fucking... it was kind of like it hits wow. the whole city. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I've played that. I can't remember if there were spiders or not. That sounds right, but... I'm pretty sure there's spiders, yeah. Mm -hmm. What creatures get infected... And, you know, Seven did a good job of that, too. There was, was like, giant wasp and stuff, so... Mm -hmm. I I love it when the ecology gets... stuff, which was... Yeah, like, zombie wolves was was pretty cool. So, uh, I love when the ecology gets... Oh, that's right! um, They're liquors! Two had the liquors. Do you remember those things? With the weird brain heads and the big fucking tongues? Yeah. Those things were creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. So there, there's other stuff. If the zombies are not the uh, creme of the crap, I uh, the bell of the ball. Uh, let's see. So I asked our audience what they thought of the Baker family. I said, "Who are the most horrifying villains in Resident Evil history? Was it the Baker family from Seven, or something else? Anything else at all that you like?" Sixty-six uh, percent of our audience said the Baker family, which actually surprised me. Um, yeah, I have to think that's because they were named. <laughs> they, they, like compared they to gave some it a the personality. Others. Yeah. Well, no, just in the uh, poll. Like, I don't know. Well, something else could be. Some people messaged me and they said like Nemesis and stuff, and I'm like, meh, meh, meh. Um, hmm. there was a humanity to the creepiness of the Baker family that hit home with me, and I was just curious. Now, yeah. like Shay said, maybe there's recency bias, but. Yeah. Yeah, they're good though. That that's like Other the than Baker that family versus initial, you know, Chuck E. Cheese with the awkward the family dinner scene. Yeah, thing like. Other than that, like once you get past that, yeah. they're actually good. But it's like, what a horrible way good. to introduce them. <laughs> that part's good in VR though, because it looks really. Gross. I mean, I can't really think of an other way, an other way to really introduce them all in one setting. You know, like other than like being this gratuitous torture scene. But then how did the how does the yeah. character get out of the torture scene? Well, I mean, they either have that family dinner or they take the Bioshock model and you just find clues up until you finally meet them in their zone. So, I mean, those those are kind of the two options. And yeah. I, I can like I, said, I can sympathize with them not wanting to just do, oh, hey, it's Bioshock um, style yeah. storytelling. So... Yeah. It was a little hokey. I mean, of course, you're going to escape the first as soon as the, they all leave the dinner table at the same time. And you find a way to escape your bondage. You know, it's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's that led to my first death in the game was me just walking up to one of them afterwards, being like, <laughs> like Josh, why, why, I just didn't feel threatened by them at all after that scene because it was just so ridiculous. Well, yeah. I don't, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other two quick polls. <laughs> Go ahead, Shady. You have something you want to say? I saw you. I, saw I was going to say it must be nice to have like... balls of steel. <laughs> yeah. Josh is above the horror world. Um, Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts 2. So, a couple Kingdom Hearts polls. Uh, I really like the song Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts 2, and I asked our audience. Uh, 60% of them said they thought it was a great song. 40% said meh. Shame on you, meh people. Mm. Shame. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Uh, let's see. Which led me to, oh great, now we got Skrillex <laughs> in the opening song for Kingdom mm. Hearts 3, which I was not happy about. <laughs> and I don't, 50%... I'm not strictly against his music, but that opening there devolved pretty quickly once. Yeah, it was, it's like a pretty song and then it's just like, bow wow, wah! I'm like, no, yeah. no. Like I wasn't even beyond oh. that. Like, like some of that stuff, some of the production was neat. And then all of a sudden they start having percussion made by bleeps and bloops and bubbles popping. And I'm like, oh God, no, it's that stupid annoying frog is going to show up or something halfway through the song. What, what was, what was that wave of music called that Skrillex was popular for? I can't dubstep. 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 Yeah. yeah. But like, that was the weird thing. Like it wasn't even dubstep in that opening. It was like bad Euro EDM that's been coming out for the last couple of years. It was, it, yeah. I, I'm not against Skrillex either. Like 50, 55% of our audience said, Hey, don't hate. Which mm-hmm. is about split, but it was just that song is kind of starts off like emotional and sweet, and then it just I just feel like the mashup of there it, didn't the work. rhythm even changes like it, yeah, it's doing yeah, a yeah. really cool like offbeat thing, and then all of a sudden it's just like straight fours just nonsense once once it gets into the other part, and I'm like, what happened like uh. I don't know, I listened to it once, so I'll reserve the right to be open minded but I was not feeling it. Mm. Um, Skrillex or not I don't care who you are I'm going to be open to giving that song a shot mm-hmm. uh, but he Skrillexed it up man he Skrillexed <laughs> it up <laughs> uh. couldn't keep his half shaved head out of it mm-hmm. um, oh speak I never mentioned this last year I don't know how but anyway speaking of dubstep that is good uh one of the best rhythm games from last year was Just Shapes and Beats, which was mostly chiptune and dubstep stuff, and mm-hmm. was a really, really good rhythm game. Like, really well mm-hmm. animated, cool visual style, really good music. Really good. Really good. Never some, cool. Somehow never came up during the show last year, but if that... Interest you at all? It is definitely worth checking out because it was really solid. This is the one that floored me the most, Josh and Shay. And then this is a nice segue to the rest of our games. I asked the audience. I said, "What game are you going to pick up if money is tight on January twenty fifth? RE two or Kingdom Hearts 53 percent of our audience said Resident Evil two. That surprised me. That really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see that one at all, considering it's a remake. Like. I'm I'm it's super weird. curious to see the game, but it's a remake. It's, I think maybe that's just indicative of 
waiting too long, you know? Well, just, it's been so long. Well, that and just the market in general, because really, Kingdom Hearts is, it's, I mean, it's been around so long, it's hard to view it this way, but it's kind of a niche type premise in the first place. Like, who's really going to be on board for all of that? For Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I think that it's, I think it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. I mean, like you guys just alluded to, part of it is how long they waited for. I think a big part of it, too, is kind of what I was talking about earlier. I think enough people just want another horror game. And they know that Resident Evil 2 provides that opportunity, um, that it is a really good horror game. And so I think, like me, there yeah. are a bunch of people out there hoping that this game is kind of a return to form. I think there's enough people out there. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, those two things. I, yeah. And Resident Evil 2 is a known quantity. Yeah. You know, like what I was talking about earlier, I, I'm not going to deviate too much sometimes. Um and you know, like a lot, I think a lot of gamers they don't deviate too far from what they, what they like. I think that's just kind of people mm-hmm. in general. We are kind of resistant to change. Um, yeah, you know, between... it's just all about the ebb and flow, man. But yeah, uh, it's well, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think between <laughs> it's, it's two really being it's a quantity song. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I think between two being one of the favorites in the series, and then them riding the wave of seven. There's probably I think there probably is a decent amount of hype coming up just for a remake of two, just because of those two factors. Like two was already a really good game, and they yeah, finally made good. a good Resident Evil again. So people are like, okay, yeah, let's let's see how they remake two. So yeah, and that rat they killed that rat in that E three demo video. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, I still, some... I still agree though. As much as Resident Evil two, a remake is a good idea. I still want to play that rat game. Yeah. Just follow the one I that want we to be th- a rat yeah. in Resident Evil. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I want a spin-off yeah. of a rat going through the city of Resident Evil and yeah. just viewing things. Like you just you just like walk into a room and you just observe weird shit happening. Raccoon mm-hmm. City, it's more like Rat City. Yep. Oh. I was on board for that game. I was 100% on board for that game. Yeah. Shay, you missed my joke. I said Evan Flow is my favorite 311 song. Oh, I'm sorry. But you know, I you know, <laughs> I would be that. on board if like there's this new wave of like making remakes, but just taking one element, one iconic element from each game that they remake, not just Resident Evil, but other franchises, and totally just changing it. So, you know, instead of playing as Leon in Resident Evil 2, you play as a rat. Or, you know, if they wanted to remake um, Jet Moto, instead of riding, you know, a jet, you ride a seahorse. Or, you know, you just, like, it gets crazier and crazier as you go along. Yeah. It's like they're it's remaking these games and just... Yeah. Yeah, Tomb Raider instead of, I don't know. Yeah, NBA, just, like, nothing. All-Stars Raider, 2K, play but you play as the basketball. Yeah, yeah. And Tomb Raider. You yeah. Just play as the... <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly... NBA Street, but yeah. uh, I can't remember the main character's name with the Afro in NBA Street, but you actually play as the Afro, or you know things like that. That'd <laughs> uh, be a two like uh-huh. a two meter game where you just play as the butler and you just have to run from Laura Croft as she you tries pl- to lock you. You in the play freezer. as the gun. You play mm-hmm. as the gun. You just the run silicone. around and you play just, as the gun. <laughs> just play as the silicone cup. Uh, it's a physics based. Wow. Well. Game. Well, <laughs> it's a physics-based game. Huh. 
It's like Slime Rancher. Mm-hmm. Uh... That makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Slime that would more like a horror game, because you have to... You're a sentient implant, and you have to try to not be noticed. Like, jiggle mm-hmm. just the right way, otherwise they'll, they'll realize you're an <laughs> imposter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> not, not, yeah, not much of a, why, not much of a game. Why did we continue that joke? Uh, well, you never know where it's going to take you. Um... <laughs> Just okay. like the the implant, you never know where it's going to take the boob. One of my polls next week, I don't want to tease too much, but I'm going to ask people if what do they want remastered more, uh, Dino Crisis or Silent Hill? So, mm. Dino Crisis or Gex? Dino Crisis or Gex? We're keeping the horror theme. I'm t- it's about the horror theme you were talking about. Oh, okay, okay. You and Gex. Every time he gets a chance to bring up Gex. Yeah. <laughs> Gex! Gex! Somebody hear me! You brought it up for six months. No, I know, but that's the last chance you get. That's the last opportunity. <laughs> uh, hey, man, at least and I'm I not Gex too. fitting No Man's Sky into every week. Oh, well. Maybe one day. I have a lot of weird memories of the 2D Gex, but that's a whole other story. Me uh, too. Okay. I played a lot more of that 2D Gex. Really? Yeah, that one's. There was a Mario style Gex game, but no one remembers that. They just yeah, remember the like James that, Bond one. What was it? Game Boy Color game. That Gex one. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Hmm. Uh, okay. Segway. A good chunk of polls down. Um, uh, next on the list, uh, Doom Eternal. My quick hitters for Doom Eternal, and then if you guys want to say something about it, are number one, McGordon is back and to do soundtrack, and that was our soundtrack of the year two years ago, so that's good. Uh, there's a grappling hook. That's the, one of the big fun new features. Every game with a grappling hook's fun, right? Um, and locations. I hope there's more diverse locations because you know hell can get kind of yeah, all that red and blacks. But there, I was reading there's like a fantasy castle that they showed at the QuakeCon demo. Um, so I'm hoping that there is a little more of a aesthetic variety to Doom Eternal. But it looks like a good time. You guys have any thoughts on Doom Eternal? I'm hyped. Eh. I don't think there's enough information to be hyped. The last game played so unbelievably well that it should play well. So yeah, like more levels I guess I'm hyped for, but yeah, the tiny, tiny little bit we've seen so far kind of seems like we're just getting more levels. Yeah. I was gonna say, what's the hook? What's the hook? Yeah, the, I just the hope it's like hook, a little bit on a grander scale. Um, you know, I whenever I think of games like this, I think of uh, you know, I'm gonna pronounce it like the English, like Americans do, like Americans do, Gurren Logan. Um, mm-hmm. I think of I think of that series, and for anyone who's not watched that animation series, it's basically just uh mech mech robots fighting each other and stuff like that and it gets to the point and like there are people inside of the mechs and it gets to the point where it gets so epic that the two mo- like the two mechs at the end are throwing galaxies at each other that's how epic it gets mm-hmm. and that's what i kind of want out of this series and you know like they thrust us back into this new doom game it's pretty epic with the music and just the guns and the fighting i just want it to ramp up another level or two that's all I really want. Just mm-hmm. more action, more levels, but it's more epic. And I think that's really all you can yeah, expect Yeah, yeah. What if they this? made it a little more open-worldy? Like a little more like you well, have a hub world and you go, there's some yeah, things you can do horrible. with it. 
No, the structure. You could do things with... How is that horrible? You just because say, do something the with this. more open levels were some of the worst ones in... Really? The last like Doom. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But if it's just linear, it's just going to be more of the same. Well, I think what they could do well is give you a reason to switch guns. Because they had so many guns in the last one. And they all basically did the same thing. You could kill basically anything with basically anything. And I kind of felt like there should have been a lot more strategy involved with what gun you're using against different enemies. Because See, I felt like I used every gun because I would run out of ammo, and then the next gun would pop up, and then I'd run out of ammo, and the next gun would pop up. I felt I like I was forced I still don't to. understand that. Like, I, you, can kill the, you can beat the game with a pistol because it's just strong enough. But... Yeah. Maybe I'm just terrible. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. It just it felt like they really. I don't know. They had so many I just weapons. I like there was and like combat really arena puzzles. Yeah. I just felt there was like combat arena puzzles where they would block you off, and I would be in these long gunfights, and I just felt myself using a lot of weapons out of necessity, mostly because I was running out of ammunition. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe well, I was missing yeah, something. Yeah, running out of ammunition ammunition is not a great reason to switch weapons, though. Like I feel like there should be more strategic oh. reasons. Than just, oh, well, I'm out. I'll switch to the next of my 16 guns and, you know, use I, that until I'm out. I of don't ammo. know if that's viable, though, because then that almost changes the feel of the game. Like, well, as of right now, this game is just like a basically, I view it as a run and gun game. But if you change, yeah. like, the reason, then it almost changes the feel of the game. Like, if you make it like where you need to add a little bit more stealth elements. That takes away from the well, running gun aspect, which the whole series has always been about. To do that though, because they they almost had it in there. They had like they're these big floaty sniper esque type guys that show up near the end of the game that kind of force you to also switch to a sniper and take them out before they just waste you. And that's basically the only game or the only enemy in the game that forces you to switch weapons at all. And I, I, the biggest Weird. issue is there just there weren't so enough enemy types in the last. You want Doom. like the you want like the Halo combat puzzle where like you see a different enemy and you change gun accordingly, basically. Something like that, because they almost had it with this last one, but they only had like three enemy types through the whole game. And if they had, I don't know, like another three, I think they could have made it a whole lot more engaging instead of because it, it <sighs> yeah. started getting repetitive towards the end. Well, it did. It did. I would say that my biggest thing I circled on my paper was just I. A story would be nice. A story of any kind would be nice for me. I mean, maybe not everyone wants that. I get that, but I, for me, if it's getting a little repetitive, a good story can pull me through. If the gameplay's tight, I yeah. know the gameplay yeah. can be good. They've already yeah. done that. You know? Yeah, I think like, a story. I, a story. If you're your style, a story to pull you through it. I. I still feel like. They just needed a couple more enemy types to make it less repetitive near the end, and that, that would have done that it for too, me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I was so bored of the game, and then I got to the, some of those bosses, and I was like, "These bosses are fucking awesome!" Mm -hmm. Like, I just wish that maybe they had condensed it a little bit, you know? Because mm -hmm. just when I was getting bored, I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's that thing from Doom One or this," you know? Like, I love those moments. Like the yeah. the creature design is really cool. So, <sighs> yeah, interesting. I feel yeah. like they have a lot of pressure. Like the first Doom was a surprise. I think the interesting thing to remember about this is there is a lot of pressure now to make this great. Yeah, yeah. Not a pressure to sell, because the game will sell. But there's probably a pressure to... Critically. Critically, yeah, I think it'll have a yeah. harder time than sales. I, I think it'll sell well, just because the first one was... Or not first one, but... The first one in such a long time, that, that reboot was so good. I think it'll sell, but yeah. 
they might have a hard time critically. Who knows? Maybe the game will just be so fun and so perfectly paced we won't care. It's impossible to say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then music will be great. So, anyways, cool. I, I, the big thing, yeah, location and stories, just keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Uh, the Last of Us Two is one we have written down. Obviously, there's we're hoping it comes out this year. It should come out this year. My three quick notes I wrote down when I was looking it up were um, they bring him back, Gustavo uh, Santala. I probably wrote that down. All sloppy. Who did the music? He's an Oscar-winning composer for uh, Brokeback Mountain and Babel and stuff. He did the music in the original game, I believe. Um. And so he's coming back, so that's good. Uh, it's co-written by one of the Westworld writers, Haley Gross, which is interesting. Uh, they're getting one of the Westworld writers in there. It takes place supposedly in Seattle. That's what people are theorizing. Um, but everything else, I don't know. I mean, pretty much you've seen a trailer. You know as much as most people do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. That is... I mean, critically, it got a lot of a lot of praise, but I've not really heard a bunch of people talking about it. I don't know if that's probably just people I hang out with or what, but... The first one, you mean? Yeah, the first one. I don't know. I just, just Maybe that's the, not the circles I was in, but... I'm going to go back to it before this one comes out, mm-hmm. because I, I owe it that much, but my thing when I played the first couple hours was that I love the story, but I just... There was a disconnect for me, for me with the gameplay, which I thought was kind of... The know, gameplay was very... Resident Evil 4 like you were yeah yeah it, it we hadn't really played a game like that in a while because resources really mattered in this one like you could you could completely run out of ammo if you weren't careful and so that was kind of its own thing um well that's what I'm saying though the yeah, game The it, Last of Us does a lot of amazing things but the one thing it doesn't really have is a unique gameplay identity yeah which isn't a negative if the gameplay is yeah. serviceable you know yeah, it, well, it had pacing issues because you were fighting against other survivors and then the, you know, fungus zombie things, and they played so differently that it kind of, like, you'd get into some encounters and have no problems at all, and then others, and then, like, it wasn't paced the best, really, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was kind of an issue. As far just just the combat in that game was not my favorite. So I think if I had played it when it first came out, it would have clicked with me more because I played it when they made the remaster on the PS4, mm-hmm. and it was very clear that it was a great looking PS3 game, but it was still I was already into the realm of the PS4 world, and it just kind of felt dated. Um, I think that, and and that's fine. That and it's not a huge slight. It's a it's one of the best looking PS3 games ever. But I think I'll be able to like the story is like next level. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to. Uh, I mean, the trailer alone was like, I sent chills down my spine <laughs> when when they kissed, um, and not in the way that fish uh, felt. We talked about that before. Different shivers. <laughs> I still remember the E3 show when you and Fish were watching that on the conference, and Fish was like, "Ah, you <laughs> just made this noise. <laughs> you just made this funny noise." Uh... Yeah. God damn it, fish. Where are you? Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, we have a couple more here. We have The Last Night, which is one me and Shay have talked extensively about. Fascinating backstory here. So mm-hmm. I was um I was gonna kind of read the the very beginning of the wiki because it's interesting. Yeah. But the- yeah. It's it's really people sleep on it, but that's really one of Heath Ledger's better films. 
<laughs> the last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, God, I was trying to think of the wrong com. Oh, twenty. I think. Uh, I don't know if it's been enough time for that joke yet. Has um, it? Was that? Was that uncalled for? I don't know. Like, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> I think it's funny, but I'm the, sure someone else is not going to appreciate did the, it. He had the Matthew McConaughey arc where he did the first half of his career. He made a bunch of, like, silly trash. And then he, like, was like, oh, I'm a great actor, by the way. Let me make some great movies. Right? <laughs> exactly what Matthew McConaughey did. Uh-huh. Um, no more Fool's Gold. Let's, uh, let's do Interstellar. Um, no more A Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that actually is not a terrible movie. All right. No, it's not. It's I, not. I, I enjoy that movie. It's dumb <laughs> fun. It's got, you know, yes. it's pretty good. Queen songs in there and jousting. Yes, How could you yes. ever ask for more in a dumb summer and movie? Alan Tudyk. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk. Exactly. It's and really a good. Beautiful, beautiful woman. I forgot her name. Uh, let's see. I want to read this Wikipedia here. So, Tim Sorrett. Um, is the creator who he had some controversial tweets that I don't want to get into. You can go look it up if you want to see what happened there. Um, but basically, this game has been had a troubled development. It we saw a trailer for this a year and a half ago. Shay was worried that it wasn't even going to come out. Like literally the day Shay messaged me that, I was like, "Fuck!" And I went to his Twitter and he was like, "Hey, this game is still happening. We're just in some rough times right now." So this game has a weird like arc to it. Um, but if you've never heard of The Last Night, you should go check out the trailer. Maybe I'll put it on our our um, YouTube page. Um, but basically, it looks it's sort of like a cyberpunk-looking 2D pixel art-style game, but not in pixel art in the way that you'd think. It has some of the best-looking like pixel art you've ever seen. The basis of the game actually came from a six-day cyberpunk theme game jam that the brothers Tim and Airden, um, sorry Tim and Adrian Sorit participated in 2014. It was a browser game of the same name. And it won best overall game and best aesthetics out of like 265 games. Um, They described it as Blade Runner plus delicious pixels with heavy inspiration from cinematic platformer Flashback um, along with Another World and Abe's Odyssey. Now that's the premise. I would just say you should go check out the trailer for The Last Night and that's all you fucking need to see really. But the development is concerning. I'm concerned. Uh, To be honest with you, we thought that game was going to come out maybe the same year we saw the trailer because of sort of the style of the game. And now it's like a question mark for this year. So that's too bad because that was probably the thing I was the most excited for coming out of that E3, my speaking personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it looked from what they showed like something that could be done within months of, you know, the product they were currently showing. So, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, to me, I don't see this. I'm hoping, but I'm not going to get my hopes. That doesn't Mm. make sense. I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping, but I'm not expecting it to release. That's what I want to say. I, for me, it's an indie game. And if, if it's already having this much issues or this many issues in the development cycle, it being an indie game now, to me, that means either there's a funding issue, which that's not going to just magically rectify itself, or that there is just a difference of ideas. The funding issue just 
period. You don't get the funding, you don't have the money, your game doesn't get released. That's just how it is. Uh, the other issue, that one can I, I, always get yeah, fixed. Sorry, go ahead. But I, yeah. I don't know. Like, a game that, like an indie game that was supposed to release, you know, months ago, is still in development having issues. It's not like a publisher issue. It's not a, um, like, oh, we need to fine-tune some stuff. It's it's a development issue. It's still a long ways away from being done. That's that's concerning. But that being said, if it gets on track, I am really excited for this game. Like you guys have said, I don't really have much to add to it. You watch the trailer and you're like, I want to know what the hell this game is about. So that's why I have my hopes up. The trailer is awesome. And I, I do want to see this game released, despite the controversy that uh, Tim had with his uh, snafu on social media, despite the development issues, I would still like to see this game released, but mm. I don't expect it to be. It's going to be a crime if it doesn't get released. It'll be a fucking crime against the gaming humanity. Um, it might be safe backers... to say it might be his last night as a video game developer. <laughs> Josh's face uh, palm. Sad, saddest bit of news I researched from that game was that they had to pull a trailer from the Game Awards. So we could have got a trailer about a month ago. That fucking sucks. Mm. Would have been cool to have something. They had to, when you have to pull a trailer, that's bad. That's bad. Um, who knows? The stars align. Uh, this is a big one. Sakiro. Shadows die twice. Whether you're a Dark Souls, Demon Souls fan, or a Bloodborne fan like myself, they everyone thought this was going to be Bloodborne too, uh, and then it was like, no, this is a different thing. This is a new thing. Uh, interesting yeah. things I gleaned. Finally, finally making the new Tenchu game that I've been asking yeah. for for years. <laughs> I have a feeling it started as that. Um, interesting things I found when I looked this up. It's the first time they're having a voice character in a From Software game, which is kind of risky because normally you're just like a empty shell of nothing you know um it's a voice acted character there are no souls no bonfires no weapons or armor all the power-ups and equipment you get just go into upgrading your mechanical hand which is a very sort of straightforward take they're putting into playing the game to make it i guess not necessarily more consumable but just more I'm trying to think of a good word to even describe that. Because it makes it sound bad when I say it like it's like more mainstream or whatever. But just, it's simplified. Everything it just goes in your mechanical hand and that's pretty much it. A lot of the, it's all built around the strategies of taking down the bosses. Uh, one big thing they, they talk about is using like your environment. Like you can kind of grapple around your environment and use it in interesting ways to take down the bosses and stuff. So... Yeah, it, it's, it's new. It's not a Bloodborne. It's not a Dark Souls or Demon Souls. It's new. But we all love from software, so mm-hmm. thoughts, thoughts from the table. This is for Sekiro. Sekiro shadows the eye twice. It's definitely not Sekiro. <laughs> what? What did I? What is it? How do you pronounce it? Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro. Uh, definitely yeah, not I Sekiro. Guess, <laughs> I guess Sekiro would be E R O probably. Yeah. No. Um. I'm excited for it. Like that's one of the booths. That actually saw, sorry, booths that I actually saw at uh, the Tokyo Game Show. And it, it, I mean, all it was was two guys just dressed up in cosplay. 
I am pretty excited for this game. It the trailer looked awesome. It looked like a mixture between Neo and Tenchu. Kind of like the visuals look very similar to Neo. And yeah, just the gameplay looks like a ton of fun. Just it does look a little bit hack and slash, a little bit Dynasty Warriors esque, but I'm still excited. I'm I'm imagining it's there's gonna be a lot of lore involved in the game and it's to me like I like games like that that really kind of explore both or just in general kind of Asian lore. Because it's so different than anything we have in the States. Or anything I guess technically you guys have in the States. So I'm excited to explore just some Asian culture and history in a video game and kill some monsters and bad guys. I mean there's not much more to it, but I will say artist or uh visually it looks very artistic and I think it's gonna be a really beautiful game. And I'm hoping they use that that um those visuals to create a lot of imagery and symbolism with it as well. It feels like this type of game is gonna be rife with that kind of stuff. Just a ton yeah. of well, and the, yeah. symbolism. They've done that in basically all, all their of, other ones before. Like the, yeah. the settings have been so detailed in all their other games that yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what they're able to do with with this new setting. Their art me direction too. is always the thing that hooks me the most and like just seeing that trailer, if they can keep that up like one of the monsters had like a uh, uh I always fuck the name of this up. The thing where you de- you like go to decapitate people in. He was like wearing it around his head like a prop, like a necklace or something. Um what are those called? The mm-hmm. uh where you- where you like put someone's head in like a wooden hole, like a half hole, and you uh, chop their head off. Giltina? A gu- guillotine. <laughs> no, that's not it. Giltina. Yeah. <laughs> a guillotine. Guillotine. Yes. I, was, I was trying to think of an interesting way you could missay it, and that was. Oh, yeah. Shay saved me. Oh, I, almost said guillot- I almost said guillotine. So mm. <laughs> I know. I heard you saying it, and I was like, you know what? Instead of making fun of him this year, I'll help him out. I'll be nice. I'll throw him a bone. That was nice. Yeah. Throw me a bone. I it, went the I opposite the direction with good. that. He threw me a boner. That's all I got. Um, Shay, you'd probably also be excited about this game called Ghosts of Tsushima uh, that's coming out from Sucker Punch. That game looks really gorgeous, and it also seems to explore a lot of that Asian lore and stuff, too. So. Yeah, yeah, that game also looks interesting as well. It's always interesting how these games kind of come in pairs. Like, just yeah. these random... out of like. I was thinking about it, you know, Pray for the Gods was a game that was supposed to release last year, and it was kind of a Shadow of the Colossus-inspired uh, game, and then Shadow of the Colossus released last year. So, granted, Pray for the Gods didn't release, but uh, that's just another example I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Just a lot of these kind of random games usually come in pairs. So, both of these games are kind of coming in pairs, and I'm... I'm excited for both of them. I think they're both going to be beautiful, fun games. Um, it's going to be like a little fun sidetrack from games that we... I think it'll either be sidetracked games that we will surprisingly enjoy, um, but you know, not as much as other games, or they're going to be like sleeper hits. I'm expecting one or both of them to be that. I'm calling it now. I'm hedging mm. my bets. Well, the... Yeah. Well, the production values in Ghost of Tsushima, I don't, and Sucker Punch, I don't think that'll be a sleeper. Um, that looks like one of the biggest production value games ever. But 
your opponent is well taken, especially for games like Sea of Solitude and The Sinking City, which we've been joking about. Well, I've been joking about all week because they kind of look like the same game, but filtered through different eyes or different prisms of creativity. Um, the Sinking City was one that Shay was pretty excited about. Uh, I was kind of looking up as well. It kind of looks... How'd you, I, I guess I'll throw it to you, Shay. I mean, I have some notes here, but what what is it that has drawn you to the Sinking City? In case people haven't heard of it, um, the the one that's the one where I I've watched most of the footage of Sea of Solitude. I haven't seen much on it. I, when you mentioned that, I went and watched, and they both seem very similar games. But it's just kind of like this. Um, what's his name? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft inspired looking game with a lot of detective work and suspense so it kind of looks like alan wake a little bit mixed with a lot of hp lovecraft and i think that's what's got me really excited about it is just it's something that almost feels so different from really anything we've seen as of recent in mainstream gaming and it's cool that there's the I don't know how to exactly word this. I just we're getting more detective-like games mm-hmm. um, this year because I feel like detective games have kind of been the theme. We've kind of been leading up to that in recent years. You know, you have Ellie Noir, and then you had the stuff in Witcher Three, and then uh, you had the stuff in like Red Dead Two, and it's all kind of just briefly touched on that. That's kind of what a lot of gaming has been for AAA titles is just combining a bunch of little elements together to make this really big picture. Cause you look at something like red dead Two, had a little bit of that detective gameplay, had a little bit of fishing in it, had gunplay, had horseback riding, had collection, had all these little things. And you like, you throw it together and it's like this just amalgam of this giant game that has little bits and pieces of everything. But looking at the sinking city or i guess if you want to throw in sea of solitude it feels like it's taken one of those layers and it's really running with it and i think that's for me what a big draw there is like they're leaning heavily into that detective style suspense style gameplay yeah did you know this is my both con- this is a concern and a fascination so it's was developed by frogwares and did you know that all they've ever really developed is Sherlock Holmes games? <laughs> that no one's probably ever... I mean, somebody's buying them, obviously. I was looking at their Wikipedia, and it's like 15,000 Sherlock Holmes games. Sherlock Holmes, the devil's daughter. Sherlock Holmes, crime and punishment. Sherlock Holmes and verse Jack the Ripper. Sherlock Holmes vs. I'm not even kidding you. That's all they've developed is Sherlock Holmes games. There's, there's one of those games a few years back, one of the Sherlock Holmes games that actually got some pretty decent reviews. And some uh, some people were into that game. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know if it's Crime and Punishment or what game it was. But I don't know. Like, I'm not too concerned with it. We we look at something like a I few mean, years it, back. It doesn't mean Rising Zero good, Dawn yeah. was a brand new IP, and it did really well. So I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. But you know the track record. I don't know anything about the track record previously. So who knows? It's it is fascinating though. It is. It's I actually yeah, didn't know yeah, that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, they've. It's like it's like if somebody is like, oh, I made a bunch of Nancy Drew games, and now I'm making a murder mystery. It's like, okay, well, sure. Um, <laughs> they've done, they've done well. I mean, to be fair, Nancy Drew. Most of <laughs> those a lot are murder of mysteries. mysteries. Yeah. Kind of a, so I mean, well, like, yeah, I, I, they they've done kind of an homework. odd segue there. It went from making I all these murder I, yeah. mystery games into making a murder mystery game. I mean, 
the the one thing you can say about the company is they've done their they've done their research and they've done their homework. They've made a bunch of Sherlock oh, wait, Holmes wait, 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 games, and now they're trying to their, set out and make their own. They've IP. done their they've done their home work, as in Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I don't Come know on! which one is worse, Josh, mine or Morgan's. I think Morgan's <laughs> is better than mine, to be honest with you. Uh, they were both anyways, pretty terrible. <laughs> the the <laughs> The Sea of Solitude is also <laughs> worth checking out to people, but it just looks like more of like an indie game kind of thing. The really the only thing the games have in common is you're on a boat, kind of going through a sunken area. But um, yeah, they're that game not is really a... similar at all. So no, no, not really. Just well, I mean, there's not a lot. Of, it's just weird that there's two games coming out in the same year where you're on a boat really? going through a sunken that's, city. I think yeah, that's can you imagine how many games have you used with a gun this year? They're all all just clones. All these games with guns. I'm just saying, two sunken cities. Just come on, come on. But they they are probably very very different. Um, and I just think Sea of Solitude looks really cool because the art direction and sort of the morals. It like, looks like she's sort of conquering some personal demons and stuff. The art looks great. It is EA though, and I don't trust EA, so I'm not convinced they're not gonna stick their greedy paws all over it and ruin it like they did. That, uh, yeah. That game we played, yeah, Josh? I've been waiting for this game for forever. <laughs> in order to finish this detective mission, this last e. you have to pay yeah. the ninety-nine cent fee in order to it's completely not, no, 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 no. solve the mission. Of the other game that's not the Sea of Solitude isn't a detective game at all. It's an indie game that's been announced for forever, and then this last E three EA announced that they're publishing it now. It was a good joke, Shade. Just wrong game. Yeah, close. Yeah, half credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get almost half there, credit. but yeah, we we uh, we transitioned. I think that was the most. I think that was the most fish thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to do it if he's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, if he took a nap, it's the True. longest fucking nap I've ever seen. Yeah, I think he'll be out until tomorrow. At this point, I'm gonna feel bad if it's something serious. Crashed my car and shattered my pelvic bone. Mm. Now I can't masturbate. Um, no, right, so. no, I can't get a lap dance <laughs> with strippers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so those look cool. Check them out if you haven't heard of them. Sea of Solitude and the Sinking City. Um, all right. So I want if you guys have any quick hitters, I think we should hit them now and I'm go through the polls and then we'll wrap up. Like, we'll just bull bullshit about other stuff uh, for anticipated games. Because I know Josh might have had a couple. I will lead by example here. My quick hitter, uh, Catherine. Their Catherine remake is coming out this year, mm-hmm. and I am really excited about that. Uh, I'm going to be forced to play uh, for going for the new Catherine because I feel like if I don't, I'm wasting an opportunity to, to yeah to see the new content. content. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, so, I'm and, looking forward to that as well. That looks, yeah. It's going to be a PS4 remaster. It should look gorgeous, and people who never played Catherine can give it a shot. People like Shay, who hate Catherine, can maybe give it another shot, and uh, maybe they'll like it more. You never know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather boil my toes in <laughs> boiling boogers. Mm. I got nothing else to say. Mm. Boiling boogers. Something, something you can't handle a fast-paced puzzle game. I get it. You got me there. <laughs> gonna... That's right. I'm not even kidding. Uh... I'm going to play... I'm going to play that game on hard my first time through. Mm-hmm. That's my goal this year. Force myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if there's another one that comes to my mind, I'll, uh, I had a bunch of stuff written down, but uh, I think we hit all the major ones, and then that was my quick hitter. 
Um, Shay, do you have any quick hitters before I get to Josh? I think we hit pretty much all the ones that I wrote on my list. I can't think of any others. Okay, yeah, I think so too. Let me check. Let me check. Come Josh, back to me. Come back. Josh. Okay. Josh did mention this game called uh, Katana. Fuck, I deleted the chat. What was it called again, Josh? Katana something? Katana Zero, which is um, like a side scrolling. Uh, kind of hotline Miami esque game where it looks like you're, you know, you're playing as a swordsman going into these, you know, fights against armed guards and stuff. And I don't know if you're, you know, a ninja or what. I don't know why you're attempting all this with the sword, but that's kind of your deal. Um, like there's no information really on the story yet, but, um, it just, it looks like a really cool, you know, fast paced action game with really cool, you know, visual aesthetic that looks looks like it would be up my alley. So I'm definitely going to be checking that one out whenever it drops. And that's also what published by Devolver, which they have been just on a roll with the, the games they've picked up. Yeah. In and the like, last even few this, years. There's like, a, there's like VHS tapes involved, mm-hmm. rewinding gameplay elements. The music is like electronic, which would surprise you when you see a ninja. Um, mm-hmm. It says, there's like a one paragraph thing here that says, the setting of the game is Neo-Nor and the players control a katana-wielding assassin who uses Kronos, a drug that can manipulate time and allow him to predict the future. The game also features real-time conversation system that the player can interrupt. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that one, that one looks fun, you know, just kind of for a good dumb action game, which I need every now and then, kind of in the same vein as like Doom. You just you need you need something really just solid and twitchy to <laughs> solid and twitchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that looks on. like it's that looks like it's gonna do it for me. Um, so yeah, I've I've looking for that uh, tunic. Although there's not really a lot of information about. I know I was gonna bring that up because I thought Fish was interested in it. We we both thought that looked cool coming out of E3 last year. Um. Although there's not really a solid release date on that at all, it, or much new information since E3, so yeah, you can find a trailer of that it's kind of a Zelda-esque type top-down thing. It looks like it's gonna have more focus on the combat from the little bit we've seen so far, but who knows? Yeah. At this point, it's so so early. Um, bu- 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 I I I want to go on the record. I said it's. Zelda for furries. I want that on the record. Mm-hmm. I don't think but you know. Anyway. I <laughs> is that on what furries are? Mm. And I I envy you. I really Hey, I watched an M- I watched an MTV True Life on furries back in the day, Josh. I know what furries are. Mm. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. That Sorry, there was a judgment. M- no, 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 not that. The MTV True oh, Life port. Oh. Why? Why? Why would you? Man, what? I watched a lot of MTV when I was a kid. That's mm. all. Jackass, uh, real sex, you know, you name it. <sighs> Polluted my brain. Everything makes more sense now. When I was like, yeah, anyways, uh, that, you know, that does look charming, but we don't have a lot of new info on it, and it's very Zelda-esque, which makes sense, I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you did mention Maneater, which it does look uh, right up my alley. It's only on PC, and it's only going to be in the Epic Store at first, mm-hmm. but that's the game where you just control a shark and uh, yeah. wreak havoc. So. Yep, just, you know, Grand Theft Shark is essentially what it kind of looks like, just roaming around, causing trouble. As a shark. Grand Theft Shark. Yeah. Can you pick up shark prostitutes? That's my mm. question. Someone's got to ask the tough question. You know, I want to know now. I didn't, but now I do. I must know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. That looks cool if my computer can run it. It's only on PC, though, so. Mm-hmm. Just opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I think that's probably just going to be timed, though, because of the whole deal with Epic because they don't really have a storefront for it anything is, other yeah. than PC for a while. So yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure that'll come to something else you can play. Play it on if you, if you can't run on PC immediately. So. There was only one game on your list, Josh, that I really just am surprised about just because the look of it, but uh, God, what was it called? Is Valley? Of, no, not in the Valley of the Gods. That was the one Shay was talking about. It was, know. uh, it's, it's from the people that made that game that we argued about for fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that, that is in the, in the Valley of Gods. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one is like a, uh, it, it's, it's from the guys who made Firewatch. Just, we kind of halfway got there, but. Campo Santo. Yeah. Campo Santo. Um, so it's it's set in Egypt in the 1920s. Um, there's not a ton of information about it yet, but their storytelling style and also their art style is beautiful as uh, Firewatch was. Just being able to see, you know, it it, it looks really good. I'm I'm super interested in it just to see where they go with it. If nothing else, yeah. If not you, really... you really liked Firewatch yeah. and. So, yeah, Firewatch is one of those ones that I didn't Im- initially really like, but it stuck with me so strongly after the fact. Like it's it's just one that I, you know, will constantly think back to. And so kind of I I'm I'm really excited to see what they do next. I it, more so with the company than the game itself. Just seeing what they're doing next is really really interesting to me. I mean, the, the game looks cool, but I'm just, I'm, I really want to see what they do next. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, these are, uh, there's a couple, I'm not going to talk about these games, but I just want to drop the name. Yeah. Because uh, they're supposed to come out in 2018. Biomutant, I'm excited for that. Uh, Vacation Simulator. Yes, that was one of the ones on my, my short list as well. Biomutant, okay, okay. Yeah, that looks really interesting. Vacation Simulator for VR was supposed to come out this year and didn't. That looks cool. And Wolfenstein the Youngblood uh, is like an 80s kind of synth take on Wolfenstein with those mm-hmm. two, I think they're sisters or whatever, those two female protagonists. It looks really cool. So. Mm-hmm. Man, if all that stuff comes out this year, this could be another really good year. But yeah, that's that's tapping me out. Is there anything else you want to mention, Josh, before we segue? Uh, I mentioned this briefly before the show, but uh, Psychonauts 2, if it comes out this year, um, because it's it's been in development for a while, um, 
it's it's looking close-ish, but they don't have a date. And so I don't really want to get my hopes up that it'll be out this year. But if it makes it out this year, it's something I'm super excited for because the first Psychonauts is just so good. So, so good. And I, I really, really am looking forward to finally, finally getting back in that world again. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are with you on that. Uh, I will say this. I've heard a lot of rumors. There was a Newsweek article I was reading that Cyberpunk could drop at the end of this year. I'm not kidding you. Uh, and the only reason we didn't talk about that is because that seems too good to be true. Yeah. It just seemed... Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. I would, yeah. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. So. <laughs> Can you believe that? It says Cyberpunk 2077 release date, late 2019 window reveal. Mm. That's that's a Newsweek article. That's... That seems Maybe. too good to be true. I can see God. them trying to get it into that holiday release window, though. Man, that would be so fucking great. Can you imagine if we got the last night and that would be the year of cyberpunk games? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I shudder with pleasure at the thought. Okay, um, I want to cram some more polls in. Wait, hey, 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 oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh, I thought, I thought you said that you... I said to come have... back to me. I said to oh. come back to me. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Jesus. Right. No, the only one I want to mention is the Crash Team Racing remake. I'm really fucking excited for that game. It has been oh, yeah, a yeah, long time cool. since the original was released, and I think it's time that uh, people understand the true king of <laughs> character racing games, because it's definitely not Mario Kart. It's Crash Team Racing. Is it? You've not played one of those in well, several decades. Hey, Crash Team oh, Racing I played great, it, but... I played the one, the most recent one, actually. Did you? And Crash Team Racing is still better. Hmm. I don't know. Eight's I, pretty good, other than them losing the whole balloon fight mm. thing, which was a mistake. That they kind of dropped I mean, that, but... That's true. Mario Kart is classic, but it's still just the same crap every time. Come on, it's the same crap every year, Josh. It's just They've really great the mechanics crap. fairly drastically yeah. the last several games. Drastically? I don't yeah. Know. Like the actual driving mechanics. I will say this. The only advantage that I love Crash Team Racing, but it's just Crash Bandicoot characters. Mario can cheat because they can throw Donkey Kong characters in there. They can throw... Is that it? Is it just Mario and Donkey Kong? Or am I missing something? I thought they have a variety of Nintendo characters in there. Is it just Mario and Donkey Kong? Uh, They had Link in in the last one. They had Zelda DLC. And yep. uh, Animal Crossing DLC? But generally yeah. it's just been <laughs> Mario and Donkey Kong. But yeah, they finally started adding some of their other characters in there as like It'd DLC cool to- recently. I love the idea of like Spyro and then like Laura Croft, but she can't grab the steering wheel because her tits are in the way. I just love the idea of <laughs> this fucking PlayStation mascot. Jesus. Come on. That's a funny image. Like, have you ever seen like a girl? I swear to God, when I was younger, I saw this like lady get into a go kart with massive tits and she could barely control it. Um, yeah, that's a good one, Shay. Josh, do you have anything Thank else? Thank you. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, I would, I would like more. to hastily move on from this conversation. Hmm. Uh, so before we bullshit the last couple polls that I want to run through there's only I think two more one is <laughs> this. so the God of War art director made a bunch of uh, classic Nintendo characters because he had been playing a lot of Smash Brothers and they are fascinating it's one of the biggest posts we've had of the of the year stealing pictures from somebody else thank you um and 
it like the the Sonic one got the most comments because Sonic looks crazy as fuck. Um, and I basically asked in the poll, "Is he shooting meth faster than the naked eye?" And seventy five percent of the audience said yes. Uh, and only a couple of people messaged me and they were like, "No, don't say that about Sonic. Come on, <laughs> it's Sonic." Um, <sighs> yeah. Did you did you see those, Josh? You shouldn't. You be that realistic, because he's always had little noodle arms, and anytime you make that remotely realistic, it's terrifying. Well, or or like go the other way with it. Like, what if they sat down? Like, Sonic is now the bad guy, and he's a lunatic, and you have to stop him because you think he's freeing the animals, but he really fucking kills. You know, like the uh-huh. braid thing. Like, just swip it, switch it on its heel, and Sonic is like, ah, like Tasmanian Devil. Like, I'm Sonic. Ah, I run faster, guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. Um, I don't know why Tasmanian Devil is the best example I could think of, but uh, that's the way Sonic looked to me. He looked fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the pictures are interesting, if nothing else. You should check him out on our Instagram. Um, and then go give the artist some love. I forgot his name, but I tagged him <laughs> like a true gentleman would do. And then, uh, did yeah. you guys watch a the A true interactive... gentleman always tags and then forgets their name. <laughs> Tag, as Fish would say, tag them and bag them. Um, (laughs) That's your fault, Josh. I blame you for that. (laughs) When has Fish ever said that? He has definitely said that before. Um, And even if he hasn't, he's not here to defend himself. So now, as far as (laughs) you all know, he's he's said that several times to all of us. Uh, You know, I remember one time, one time, (laughs) we're talking about... Talking about Thanksgiving, and I was like, you know, I really miss my family. And he's like, why don't you just go out and tag one and bag one? And I was like, Jesus Christ, fish, I'm bearing my soul to you. <laughs> that was it. That was the story. That was, that was what I remembered. <laughs> tag one, bag him, Sonic. Um, I just, yeah, I just like the animals, the idea that Sonic is like not freeing the animals. He's actually doing something really terrible with them. Mm. Uh, it's, um, Anyways, mm. oh, these animals cool. must be free to join my sex cult. It's <laughs> just like fucking horrible. I wasn't sex. gonna take it that far. I figured mm. he was just consuming them, but yeah. he's just well, he is a hedgehog. Them. It's it's oh, it's, wouldn't that be fucked yeah. up? He walks off screen and he just leads them into his little cave. Here you go, guys, and then he just comes out picking his teeth with a bone. Like, mm. <laughs> or better yet, yeah. better yet, he skewers them on the spikes on his back because he is a hedgehog. They're just flickies skewered on his back. I can see that he like nobody rolls wants to him. know how those chili dogs are made. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. The true nature of the chili dog beef. <laughs> so he's just oh that's what he does. He has like a chili stand and he just grinds up all the animals and makes mm. and sells chili to the unsuspecting forest patrons. Um, that rem- <laughs> that reminds me of a a serial killer from Morgan's and Mine's hometown. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you gotta make that venison go as far as you can. You do, you yeah. Do. No, um, this is a this is a true story that uh, a guy unfortunately kidnapped a kid, murdered him, cooked him, and then fed him the the cooked child to people. This was like when Morgan and I were well, all of us were mm-hmm. really young kids. It's pretty fucked up. Speaking of horrible images, uh, Black Mirror. (laughs) 
There's, uh, uh, I realize I just put us in a really a... dark hole, and how do you segue out of it? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think we did a good job. Um, yeah. There's that uh, interactive Bandersnatch film. Well, did yeah, you no, no. I mean, th- these segues are Bandersnatch or McDonald's. I mean, those are kind of your two options <laughs> to segue out of that one. It's so. true. Bandersnatch or McDonald's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you had a Big Mac one. recently? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, did you anyway? Uh, it's split in our audience. I basically asked him the interactive films on Netflix with Bandersnatch. Are they the future? It was awesome. Or meh. Now, technically, it's not the first one because I saw my daughter watching a Puss in Boots one, and it was like it was like an interactive Puss in Boots like Shrek thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was split down the middle, fifty fifty. And uh, do you guys have you watched it? Do you care? It's been on my queue for. No, since it came out, but I've not had a chance to watch it yet. Just with everything going Same. on with Same. holidays and then going on vacation and stuff. But I I want to check it out. I'm I'm curious to see how they pull it off. So yeah, I'll get back yeah. to you. It gets Same. Meta. Same. Yeah. For me, I, I that... sat down. I sat down and I watched all of Star Trek DS9 over my winter break, and then I was <sighs> like. You know, I need something else to watch really quick, and I decided to go for Avatar: The Last Airbender because mm-hmm. that show is one of the and... best TV shows in all of ever. Yeah. Which is funny because you kept plugging that True Detective in our chat for weeks, which I ran a poll. I know, on. I know, I know. I'll links. probably sit down tomorrow and watch <laughs> it. I'll probably sit down tomorrow and watch it. That's okay. Y'all have three episodes tomorrow, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I asked our audience about that and they didn't seem too interested in true detective which is a crying fucking shame because that's a great show or maybe the second season scared people off i don't know yeah i think the second season scared a ton of people off well they're back to just murders now the second season was all about like conspiracies and drugs and weird shit they're back to (laughs) they're back to the good old stuff i don't even remember what the second season was nobody wants that with the actual news come on guys (laughs) Uh, don't give us that we need something relaxing, like serial killers. <laughs> I almost, I almost had to stop myself because I almost said, "Are you, are good- you bringing us back around?" <laughs> I was attempting to. <laughs> oh, damn it! I was, was going to say, I almost said, "Mine oh, wow, they're, back to, they're back to the good old stuff, you know, kidnapping and murdering children." And I was like, "Fuck, that did not come out right." Um, it's, it's a hard show to watch, but it's really well made. Uh, but yeah, Bandersnatch. Honestly, the coolest thing about it when you guys watch it is that it's about. Video game development, which surprised me. It's about a guy who's developing something in like the Commodore 64 era, uh, like overseas in like England or something. And um, that's like the premise for the story. He's like a, a lone developer who's making this game for this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I was like, wow, this is right up my alley. Yeah. Is how much do your choices like genuinely influence the outcome? Because I read some articles where it's kind of mixed, whereas like people felt like your choices didn't genuinely influence affect what the end result is well here's the tricky thing i don't know about the other results because i just watched it once so in my result they affected it quite a bit but i don't know like what the ulterior paths were i do know that the end got fucking ridiculous in a way that made me laugh and then kind of go ugh, that was gross but um as a whole like 90 percent of it i was really entertained because black mirror is just a great show so black mirror Um, is a great show would you recommend it no (laughs) Black Mirror? No, the the Bandersnatch. 
Oh, like even if you don't like the interactive stuff, it's the same quality of like a, a Black Mirror episode. So yeah, it's it's just it's okay. the same quality. It doesn't feel like like lesser quality than those those things. So. Okay, how long was it? I heard it was about five hours long. No, I watched it in like an hour and a half, if that. Who told you it was five hours? Okay, it's probably good. five hours of footage. That's why I've been putting it off. Yes, that's true. So like there between might be like all five of it. hours. So like if you wanted yeah, to go yeah. through and completionist it or something. I just, but I don't get that. It's not like a game. I don't want to sit down and watch everything again. So like I'm torn on like. You don't get any achievements or trophies. <laughs> no, you don't. Jeez. No, you... I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. It's just I'm not going to sit down and try every ending because. I don't know. That's fair. It. I heard that um, the whole choose your own adventure books that 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 uh, company is actually suing Netflix right now. Oh my god! For making this, I actually read that article the other day. Everybody wants to fucking sue somebody. That fucking Pinkerton bullshit. Like, goddamn, people just want fucking money. It's disgusting. It's pretty <sighs> funny. Speaking of which, if you like our, it all started with a McDonald's and like cup. more. Yeah. Please support us on Please. Patreon at the $5 level for access yeah. to our private and Instagram feed. You will see content on there that will make you want to sue us, but you can't. Because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that I way. I don't know it's why a... they can't, but you can't. Hey, if you pay to get in the VIP club, it's, you can't sue people. That's, that's how the law works, right? Mm. Uh, it's, it's, I'm it's pretty sure. It's part of the contract when you sign up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should go there right now and patreon.com slash because it's <laughs> it's amazing stuff um anyways that's gonna do it so for the good poll. you wanna sue us so good you want yeah when you see fish's face you're gonna mm-hmm. be like god, like, god no. damn make you wanna sue your mother that's right <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's how to right. respond to that <laughs> If you want to sue your own mother, then you know you in a bad, bad place. Mm. Uh, mm. So, a lot of polls, a lot of good stuff, and if you just guys want to bullshit for a couple minutes, we'll wrap it up here. Um, uh, I know Shay's been playing, he's been going on about this very strange game called Hello Neighbor that I looked up with great, sh- um, with great aplomb, and I was surprised that it had such a low Metacritic, and Shay was just digging away at it. With a veracity, I'm like, all right, Shay, tell me about this. I so yes, the premise of the game is interesting. You are trying to break into a place, uh, and the game has adaptive AI, right? It tries to learn from your like theft like tendencies and try to adapt to you. Yeah, you know, I I originally heard about this game on a random posting on Facebook years ago, and reading about it, it made it seem like the game was more like a fugitive game. And basically, you're trying to escape this character who, over time, starts to figure out your escape methods, and you he eventually will catch you, but you have to figure out you know how to stay away for as long as possible. That's what the article originally made this game seem like. And so I was really hyped for something like that. I was like, that's, I don't know, it reminded me a little bit of Memento and a little bit of The Fugitive, so I was like, I'm, I'm really hyped for this. And especially with adaptive AI, that was something that sounded like a really cool concept to me. Yeah. So when I saw those on Xbox Game Pass, when I got Xbox Game Pass, I immediately downloaded the game and I was like, I'm going to have to come around to this as soon as I can. So um, basically, 
I, you know, during the winter break after we recorded, I actually played another game, which I want to talk about here after this, called Seasons After Fall. That was one of the games that I'd been sitting on, I'd been sitting on for about a year and a half. And then after I finished that, I was like, you know, I want to play this game. And it was nothing like what I expected it to. In some regards, that's good. And in a lot of regards, it's bad. Basically, it's this game, this puzzle game where you start out as this kid and you hear that your neighbor is has basically trapped this woman in his basement. And so you want to go into the house and rescue the woman. So it becomes a puzzle game. And basically, you're having to do all these things around this house to unlock other regions to get further into the house. And the graphics are incredibly, incredibly outdated. They look like a PS2 era game. First off, um, the mechanics are super fucking janky uh, on the console. Like, I've been watching, like, playthroughs of people playing it on PC, and it seems like their controls respond perfectly. But I don't know if it was a port issue or what it was, but there are um, a numerous amount of times where I press something on the controller and it doesn't register. So I'm sitting there fucking ferociously smashing the button on my controller to get something to work. And, you know, if you're trying to run away from the the neighbor and you're sitting there mashing a button that's not working, that's a problem because the whole game is predicated on you running away from something. Yeah. So that was a huge, huge Mm. issue. Um, so that, that's an issue. And the premise is a really good premise, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, it has a lot going for it in its initial setup, but it just executed it so poorly. Like some of the puzzles in the game just make no fucking sense whatsoever. So I'm going to be 100% honest. I went and started watching a walkthrough because I just got to the point where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here Mm. because, because there are some things that are just completely counterintuitive. Like there's a point in, in there are three acts and in act three, like, as each three act seems obsessive to kill someone. Just the one. Right. Just the one. Right. Why, why would you need more than one axe? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Act. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> god damn you. That was, that was a worse pun. That was a worse pun. Fuck you. Yes, and, it was. Um, <laughs> so there are three acts, and as you progress between the two, the, the two, the transition from act one to act two and act two to act three, he builds more on the house and he shuts certain parts off. And like when you get to act three, there's so much built onto this house that it's just insane. It's this labyrinth. And there's this part where you get like to almost the top of the building and you have to pull these boxes out of the side window that's above you. So you have to jump and pull these boxes and then you have to place it somewhere where you basically jump to this to above on this roof and you jump up there and then you have to have another box and you have to jump on top of that and then you glide over and then you're on the this random fucking orchard area like like has all these trees on top of this roof that you had no way of seeing before whatsoever you just have to fucking magically know it's there and then you have to open this door and then drop a box in there to stop this machine from working. And that's just this one tiny part of the many puzzles in Act 3. And there's no way you can know that that's there. Like, I don't... Mm. Unless they're... Like, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm, there's, there are some smart people. you can people see it from inside just, or something weird like that, but... 
it just it's it's absurd it's absurd just like the level and i get it you're supposed to spend a lot of time thinking about things in there but the the problem with that the problem with that philosophy is you you're supposed to explore is it's not just an exploration game like mist or riven where you're trying to just figure out where to go next Mm -hmm. it's that on top of that there's someone chasing you and if he catches you he he does adapt like he catches you and then you start back again at the beginning you like everything you've done at that point is kind of check checkpointed but he also starts boarding up more windows like you can break windows in the house so you can they can act as shortcuts so you have many different ways to enter enter the house but he starts closing those up so it, and then he starts putting security cameras around so it gets harder and harder and harder so you're sitting here trying to solve all these ridiculous puzzles on top of that someone's chasing you on top of that he is adapting to what you're doing and it just makes the game super fucking hard now why have i stuck with it to this point because i want to finish the game i'm almost done but i've actually gotten to a point in the game where it's it's weird like it's just like side level it's like a level within a level where you you basically unlock this door and you go into this room and it's this giant hallway and all these robots like running around and if they see you they you know they attack you essentially if you get attacked by one you have to start that level over they're supposed to move at a certain speed but for some reason whatever fuck reason the game is glitching out and they're moving at like fucking terminator speed now and so basically i can't pass this part and i have to pass this part in order to complete the game so i got really pissed off the other night and i was like you know what i'm yeah, fucking taking like a break a bad from this game issue i that, yeah hmm. I, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's funny. That reminds me. There's a there's a part in the PS1 port of Final Fantasy 6 near the end of the game that's like that where there are these rocks over this lava that would pop up and you'd have to kind of jump across them in time with stuff. Right. And they completely fucked up the clock speed in that PS1 port. And you'd mm-hmm. get to that point, and it was just impossible. Like you, you could not finish it. Um, right. Because they just and that's yeah. It sounds like a similar issue to that exactly, and it's frustrating because, like I said, it, it the template of the game is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. To have a an adaptive AI, you know, it's equally frustrating and exciting. Because for me, like. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm I'm running around. I'm trying to solve all these different puzzles, you know, and all of a sudden that guy fucking appears. And then you're like, shit, how do I escape mm-hmm. from this? And you freak out. You freak out and you, you have to figure out the best way to escape. And if he catches you, I mean, your progress is saved up to that point, but he throws down more security cameras. He starts lock, locking more doors and shutting windows and stuff like that. It's fun. That is fun. Hmm. But in a puzzle scenario where the puzzles are goddamn near impossible or just super, super hard, uh, to me, it just, it wasn't as inviting as I thought it was going to be, unfortunately. They had a good template there. Just the execution was poor. On top of that, the port issues just, it's Mm. been really frustrating. You you probably shouldn't. At a principle, you probably shouldn't finish it. I mean, think of all the great games eh. last year. 
that you didn't finish. I, I literally have like I have like fifteen minutes left in the game, tops. But mm. if I can't pass that one part, yeah, I can't finish like the game. I don't know. It, that sounds like a good idea, like you're saying. But in a game like that, the puzzle should be more obvious, and the challenge should be in avoiding. Right, exactly. That's that's exactly my point there that I'm trying to allude to. Is if they're going to put difficult puzzles in there, they can't have an adaptive AI. Like that that just makes the game not not enjoyable whatsoever. However, if they do want that adaptive AI, which is a really good part of the game, it's frustrating but fun. Um it's fun in that it's frustrating and that it's fun in that no, I'm just kidding. But um it then make the puzzles simpler or put more puzzles in there. I don't really care how they do it, but to have those two in combination together just made it not very enjoyable, unfortunately. So, well, they I, tried to warn um, you. I mean, they tried to warn you. With a, I don't think I've seen a 38 Metacritic in a long time. I don't think I had either. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about critics. I don't give a fuck about ratings. I'm probably going to have fun with this game. I still have had some fun with the game. I'm not. I'm yeah, not I here to shit have on this fun game. With almost anything, yeah. Well, you should. I'm not here to that. shit on the game, but I think it had a lot of good, good, a lot of good selling points. They just bogged it down, unfortunately. At the end of the day. Well, you're very, you're surprisingly lenient because it sounds like you're saying you push the buttons, they're not responsive. The it's all broken in different ways, including a glitch that might prevent you from finishing the game on top of just bad design, and yet you're still being nice to it. Yeah, I. Yeah, it, like you know the 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 lack of responsiveness of the controller, I ended up getting used to. Honestly, like <laughs> it's something you want. It's, it's a weird thing to say, but I adapted. I figured out a way to adapt, which is weird, but um, it's still not ideal. Those port issues have to be fixed, one way or the other. So. Yeah. What um, just to segue you here naturally. Uh, what about yeah. the? Uh, the other Legend of the Fall game, or after? Yeah, the fall? yeah. So it's called Seasons After Fall. It's a game that I've been eyeing for almost two and a half years now. You know, since we started the podcast, um, it had this very cool hand-drawn watercolor painting esque visual to it, and um, it of course involves animals, which any game that involves heavily involves animals is a selling point for me. That's why I really wanted to try Moss. It's why I've wanted to try so many other games. But um I didn't know too much about the game. That that's something that I've really gotten into the habit in the last few years is not reading too much into video games. That way I can be pleasantly surprised. And the premise of this game is you are a seed and you end up taking um taking control as a seed of this fox. And basically what you're trying to do is for lack of a better word, revive the four seasons. Um, the guardians of the seasons have kind of been in a slumber and you're trying to reawaken them to perform this ritual. And the game takes off from there. Um, it's kind of an environmental platforming puzzler puzzle game where you do one thing, it unlocks the next area kind of thing. So it's it's a little bit puzzly. It's a lot of platform. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. It is absolutely beautiful. 
um, you eventually be able to control the seasons, and it just changes the color scheme every time you do it. You know, uh, summer is like this yellowish, bright yellowish, greenish vibe. You change mm-hmm. to spring, it's raining, and it's kind of a bluish green. You change to fall, um, it's kind of this dark red, amber color, and then winter is this bluish purple. And it's just visually a very stunning game. It absolutely is gorgeous. Um, the visuals play a lot into the symbolism of the game and the imagery, obviously. Uh, the music in it is great. It's It's not, you know, it's not top tier but it's great for what it's doing it's very whimsical by nature and um yeah. it's it's it keeps it going the the story is at times a little bit perplexing to follow but the end result is worth it um i felt like it got a little bit so you finished it i did yeah it got okay. a little bit I don't want to say long-winded. It just, I don't know. If I felt like it was trying to be mysterious at times when I don't. It 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 attempted to be mysterious and really it just got kind of. I don't know. It just felt lacking or just it felt awkward. But the end result, like the the final twist of the story at the end, you see why, and the 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 ending is such a. It's really interesting. I don't want to say anything because I don't know if you got anybody, okay. any listeners will ever play it. But this was on Game Pass too. Uh no, I bought this one on a sale years ago. It might be actually. I don't know. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it it was like the ending is really good. It has a really good twist. It makes you think. It's one of those things. It's like Inside, where you finish playing it and you have to sit down and think about the ending for a minute. It's a little bit ambiguous. So you got to really put a lot of thought into it. And I really liked it. Um, my, my one big remark about something that could have been improved in the game was the actual platforming itself. Um, the character wasn't always super responsive. And it's never going to be, you know, Meat mm. Boy level responsiveness. But it just was, it was not. Perfect. Well, that's a big deal with a platformer uh, too, because you want, you want it to feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it did feel good. But there were times that, you know, the character would stop a little bit short of what you would think. Because, like, if you remember the platformers of old, like PS1 level platformers, like, you would stop moving that on your stick, but the character would move, like, an extra half pace or full pace. Yeah, like momentum. That, yeah, 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 and that's what this game kind of um, does. And you try and account for that momentum, and it's not always intuitive how to account for it. So that was my one, that was my one big, I won't say issue with it. I think that's just the one point I think the game could improve upon, but the rest of it is great. It's a, like I said, it's a gorgeous game. Uh, the audio is awesome. The audio is really good in it. And the story, even though it's a little bit awkward at times, the, the end result is completely worth it. So I absolutely enjoyed Seasons After Fall. And I would honestly, I would recommend it to anyone, whether it's on Game How Pass or you purchase it. Was? Um, it was a, it was a really fun game. Like three hours? Uh, I'd say it's a little bit longer than that. Uh, some okay. of the puzzles take a little bit longer. I mean, realistically, 
You could probably finish it in five or six hours. I was breaking it up in chunks. And um, so I got a little bit distracted at times. But I think you can complete it in like a sitting or two if you really just sit down with it. But yeah, I enjoyed it a ton. And anybody who missed it, because I think it was kind of like one of those sleeper indie hits, I'd really recommend it. Um, especially for the the ending part of the story. Um, if anybody wants does want to play it, my only recommendation to you is there are little hidden altars, and you want to make sure you find all of them because there's four of them. Because then it unlocks the true ending, which is where that's what I'm talking about. The end result is because that that true ending leaves it really open ended and ambig and ambiguous, and um, it's a really interesting ending. I love I'd love to talk about it with somebody whether it's one of you guys um, or one of the listeners, I would love to talk about it with somebody because the ending is super interesting. But that's it. Yeah, cool. Seasons After Fall. Well, if you've played that and you want to talk about it with Shay, you can always message him at Professor Layton with two N's on Instagram. Um, okay, cool. I know you've been wanting to play that for a while. Um, I'm coming up on about two and a half hours here, so... I was gonna, Josh. Is there anything you want to mention here? I don't want to rush you, but is there anything you want to throw in at the end of the show? Um, as far as what I've been playing, yeah. Anything of note? Uh, da, 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 let me look here real quick. It's been a few weeks since we've been off. I played a bunch of games. Um, but, 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 as far as some of the more interesting ones, I played the Gardens Between which is a puzzle-ish game mm-hmm. where you're you're essentially playing as two characters and you can move right and time progresses forward and left and time progresses backwards and you have you know puzzles involving that mechanic throughout um that was good like it had a neat little story to kind of go along with the mechanics and stuff which was neat that um the story was good the music was good graphics were unique because you're like kind of on these little gardens that kind of look like little um they're like all in excuse me like different memories that these two characters have um, that kind of look like dioramas of, you know, like different events in their life that they shared. Um, the puzzles were too easy for too long until, like, the end of the game, they finally started adding interesting stuff to do with that central mechanic, but it felt like they took too long to explain what was going on. Hmm. So by the time you got to the end, they just didn't do a lot with it. Either that or they just wanted a simple game so people could get through it. Like, they weren't really yeah. looking for a challenge. I, I don't know exactly why it was as easy as it was, if that was the intention or if it was just because they were thinking it would be harder than it was for people. But, yeah, that's an, another fun little game you can kind of sit down and play play through in, in a sitting or two, depending on the time you want to put into it, that I, yeah, I enjoyed during this little little bit that we've been not podcasting the downtime mm-hmm. yeah 
That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's kind of like my hundred hours I snuck in of into the breach in this because <laughs> I had nothing else. To, it did make me think of the when the Pokemon game comes out. That's gonna be fucking great. Just having that on the go. You know, it's just oh, it's gonna be so perfect on that Switch. Anyways, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. I mean, no, no, that, that was about it with that one. Um, like I've played a bunch of stuff, but it was all just little things here and there. Like I finally got around to playing Rhyme, which is that kind of. exploration I've, I've type heard of it. Yeah. Um thing? I don't even know what to call it. It's kind of an exploration slash puzzle game thing. Um kind of in the kind of journey slash Shadow of the Colossus type, you know, you're just a lone character type exploring the world sort of a vibe to it. Um, but this one was like essentially strictly metaphorical. Whereas a lot of the other ones were like, this, this is a real place. You're in a real place. And there's definitely a lot of symbolism and different elements in there that you can read a lot into. Whereas this one was essentially entirely a metaphor. Like they have spaces that are not physically possible to make because there's like dream logic going on with a lot of the physical places that you're in in the game um and it's not obvious from the beginning like at the start of the game it seems like oh this is just it's going to be just like any of these other games like i'm trying i've got to figure out the world um like what what sort of backstory there is here like what what can i glean from the architecture and like what's what's what the uh you know the people who built this have left behind and, like, the more you explore, the more you realize that, no, none of this is real. Like, this is this has all got to be entirely metaphorical. And it just, as you go through the game, it becomes more and more obvious that you're, you're not in a real place. Um, and it's... Mechanically, it's got some issues that keep it from being great. Um... Like tags to like you'll 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 have to hit you'll have to go through certain points to have different story flags come up and just to start the next little bit of a story that's going on that because it's kind of an exploration game sometimes you can find alternate ways around and you'll have to like like there are just a few things here and there that just weren't really polished enough to make it a great game but the story they were telling was really interesting um that's another one that i just kind of enjoyed over the break but what was that one called again rhyme oh rhyme that's right yeah yeah not not my favorite but interesting interesting game so that's sometimes that's enough you just want a good interesting game and this definitely was yeah, interesting is all I'm really looking for. Keep me interested. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, that's a nice solid update there. Um, who knows what the hell's fish been playing? Oh, I do, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 cool. Um, yeah, the only thing I was going to tell you guys, my uh, the I think the thing that I broke through with finally when I was trying to go through Into the Breach on Hard was um, I finally got a good grasp on the electric whip mech 
Mm. And um, I think my favorite mech in the game is the one that throws the shields. Are you guys familiar with that one? Yeah. It, um, once, so I was having good progress on hard, but then I kept running in the things that would web down the shield thrower, and it would pretty much screw the whole thing for me. So what I did was I grabbed that one pilot who was immune yeah. to webbing and stuff. Yeah, that's the best pilot in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's really good. I threw her yeah. in that thing, and... Just being able to drop shields and pull enemies around, like, mm-hmm. that thing is just fucking great. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're... And then I upgraded the the whip. I called him the Epionsu, but I upgraded him all the way. Um, and the, the trick, the cool thing about hard is there's so many more Vex on there that actually works in favor of the electric whip mech because mm-hmm. they're all clustered together. So I was just chaining, like... The first thing I did with my first upgrade is I upgraded him all the way to... The, the highest damage and i was just killing six and seven vex at one time it was insane and i was like oh my i almost felt like i had broken the game i was like this is crazy uh and then i was using the the main mech in the very first team that pushes stuff around and and, and you know the the big prime generic looking mech because he would do damage and push things around mm-hmm. which i wanted and uh i did it yeah i actually it was pretty easy so um that was that's my big pro tip to anyone out there who wants to beat our game of the year on hard if you're having trouble uh, try the whip mech because that one is a lot of fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in that last area when you're in the volcano, all the pylons and everything like condense you into that thing, and you can upgrade it to where your electric whips like go through the pylons without damaging them. So yeah, it's just it's beautiful. There's nothing better than killing like eight vex at one time halfway <laughs> across the frying them bugs just like a bug zapper. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, that'd be a good, the bug zapper. God damn, that's a good name. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, but it's been good, and now the we're in... So the games, January 25th is when those all come out, and it's the 18th. So we're looking at next... 19, that's Tuesday. Shit. That's Tuesday. All right. Well, fuck. No, today's the 19th. No, it's the 18th. It's, the, huh. it's Friday. 19th. To the 25th, so, right? Yeah, it's the 25th Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Weird. That's a weird release day for games. Huh. Friday. That's cool, though. That's cool. I mean, kind of sucks for the podcast because well, we... They're both Japanese games. Japanese games oh, release yeah, on Fridays, man. generally. That's true. But I got some exciting stuff to talk about next week, too, so it should be a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, we'll carry anything over that we forgot about, but I think it's pretty good as we come up to two and a half hours. Um, and hopefully we'll see fish next week for all you fish fanatics out there. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. As usual, side podcast, Evoking the Sublime, interview podcast Shay does. Download it, subscribe, check it out. I do a show called In the Blood. In the Blood, subscribe, check it out. Leave kind ratings for our podcast, The Chompcast, if you can. means a lot to us. And um, we'll be back next week. Hope you guys all enjoyed all the Game of the Year stuff. Been, it's now done. I posted all the Dagger Tooths, all the Game of the Year stuff has been going on for the past couple weeks. I wanted to give people time to listen to the show before spoiling it. Um, and it is done. It is done. We move on to 2019. Here we go. So thanks for checking out the show. Um, as usual, patreon.com slash swordchomp. We love our patrons. We love anyone taking time to listen to the show. It means a lot to us. And we will see you next week. <laughs>